This episode and every episode of A Beer With is recorded live in Diffuse Studios. The studio guys, we've been doing heaps of vocal recordings for people. We've realized that that's something that a lot of people don't have access to. A nice treated room, um, you know, some good microphones and then a good listening space to then listen back to them and make sure that they're perfect before you bounce them out to audio and start using them in your tracks. So if that's something that you're looking for and you need a space to come in and use, you can hire the studio. It's $35 per hour and you'll actually get an engineer as well. So either myself or Johnny will be here to help you record those vocals. So if that's something that you need, make sure you get in touch. Go to the website. It's www.diffusedstudios.com. You can get in touch, go to the contact form and send us a message. I've got a website up now. Bang, we've got the website. Um, so. I now own uh, abeerwith.com or www.abeerwith.com. So make sure you check out that website. If you're sort of saying to anyone, oh, go check out the podcast, um, all you got to do is tell them to go to abeerwith.com. They can find that super easy. And yeah, we'll be able to check out all the episodes. And it's got a little bit about the podcast and me. So make sure you check out that website. Um, let us know what you think as well. All right, so for this one, I've got data roaming in. So data roaming used to be Levels, which is his name's Lucas. So let's get this episode underway. Hi guys, welcome back. This is another episode of A Beer With. I'm your host, Jai. And today on the episode, we have Data Roaming. Now, Data Roaming's name used to be Levels, um, but he's recently changed it. Um, he's sort of been quiet for a little bit, but he's ready to uh, release his new new alias. Um, and he speaks about this collab uh, duo project he also has as well, taking some of his stuff in a bit of a new direction, which is really exciting. Um, and he announces on here his first release under his new alias, um, which will be the first of the next decade, so the first of 2020. Um, so look out for that one as well. In this episode, we talk about heaps of things, music production, um, DJing, sort of growing up and getting into music and stuff like that. Um, really great episode, this one, um, and I really appreciated uh, Lucas coming in for this. So um, yeah, let's get this one underway, guys. So as always, sit back, crack a beer if you have one, and enjoy the episode. This is A Beer With Data Roaming. Cheers, oh, bro. cheers. Let's get into it. So, um, I want to know what what do we call you now? What's your artist name now? Oh, um, because the... <laughs> obviously you were levels, yeah. um, and you you're sort of changing it up now. Mm. So, what's what's your new name? What's new name? Can we announce it yet? I I can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is uh, it? So the new name is Data Roaming. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think I've seen that somewhere. You yeah. You posted I've, that I've, somewhere. I've put it on um on like a little kind of you know. The, um, sort of title things on frequencies, you know, they have the artist name. Like, oh, yeah, I saw it and I was... I was putting it on the stream because I wanted to hint at it a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I wondered, because, um, yeah, I'd seen that before and I went, oh, is that his new name or is that yeah, you know, yeah. is that not? So that's the new the new alias. Yeah, the new alias. Yeah. Are you, so you've canned levels, that's not going to be yeah, anything fully, anymore? Yeah, fully ended, ended yeah. that project. Um, so what's the difference between the two projects then? I wanted to go heavier and try new things with Data Roaming. Heavier! I, I, heavier! I want to go Heavier! I mean, dude, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah. um, I used to make like, uh, really sort of groovy G house sort of stuff as levels. Yeah. And then I think I started to become known for that sound Yeah. and I wasn't really, I wasn't really keen on that. Like, I think I, I tried posting a couple of 
like a few different things as levels occasionally. Like I dropped like sort of melodic stuff yeah. here and there and it wasn't doing anywhere near as good. And then I kind of got caught up in that sort of phase where I was like, oh, I need to make this kind of music because that's what people enjoy and that's what people think I, I make. Yeah, yeah. And then I just progressively fell out of love with the project. Like I just couldn't, yeah. I, it kind of drove me into into this pit where I just couldn't make anything for three months. Yeah, and just got over it. Yeah, I was like, yeah. fuck, this sucks. And um, I was just like, I want to, I found myself like, Kind of sitting there going, that was that was a great spot to begin, but I know I'm better than that now. Yeah, like I I I started experimenting with heaps more weird sound design and yeah. shit, and I was just like, I want to put this in my music, but yeah, it's not what levels is. So anymore. you couldn't really blend the two. Yeah, you had to figure also, out you had to go with one or the other. Yeah, exactly. And like yeah. I also I also wanted to start making drum and bass because I um I was introduced to drum and bass by my mate Liam uh, Mud Gumbo. Yeah. Um. I think at uni when he he just like whenever we took a break in lectures he'd just sit there and like snag the ox on the you know on the speakers and just yeah. start just, like, <laughs> blasting drum and bass through the fucking monitors. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, this is awesome. Like what what does like do what speed is this? He's like 174, man, yeah. every day. I was just like, this is fucking awesome. And so I started making drum and bass more, but um no one's actually heard any of that yet. So yeah, I will yeah. I will put it out um when this project starts though. Yeah. When, so when when's it gonna start then? Uh, January 1st. January 1st, 2020, baby. straight off, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I made an EP because when I was, when I was doing the Levels Project at uni, I think my final, my final big project I did because I went to SAE. My final big project was like, oh, make a, you know, a group EP of like seven tracks between three people. And we were all house music producers. Like one of them was a tech house producer. The other one was like Future House and I was bass house. So who who is it? Anyone we would know? um, If you know Fro is, Jet Bella. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, So he was, he was part of this very kind of groovy side of the the project. And then my mate mate Richard. Yeah. Yeah, He's a fucking, he's a funky dude. Yeah. (laughs) um, Yeah. And then there's Richard, or I think he's, um, I'm pretty sure he still goes under the alias insert, like insert underscore. Okay, yeah. Um, he was more like a very melodic future house, or like yeah. sort of future bass, but really slow future bass kind, yeah, of, yeah. kind of stuff. More the house-ish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like breaksy kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, love it was, breaks. It was yeah, awesome, yeah. But like melodic breaks and like yeah, yeah, little cool. trappy elements. It was dope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we kind of, we finished it, but it just, it didn't go the way we wanted it to. And I was like, I eventually took it down, like off my SoundCloud. Yeah. I was like, I don't really want this to be like public anymore. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, you know what, I'm going to, when I start this new project, I'm going to do a whole new EP. I'm going to try this again. You know, scene one, take two action. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, I was just like, I'm going to try this again and it's going to be a solo EP. Yeah. And I just wanted to, I want to make like dark, angry, like heavy sort of music. Yeah. Um, well, but with sort of groovy elements in between just to sort of like express how I was feeling around the time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, when I got, when I drove down into like that spot where I was like, fuck, I can't make anything. Like, I've, I just, I've screwed. I was like, I, you know, did the whole, went through the whole musician thing. Question if you're good enough. Like, yeah, I yeah. wonder I wonder if I'm really going to make it, you know? Like, yeah. oh, this is going to take fucking years. Like, am I really committed to do this? Yeah. And I was, it made me angry. I made myself angry. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I sat down and I was like, I'm just going to channel whatever I'm thinking and feeling into sounds, like yeah. into serum and just like build these disgusting noises out. Yeah, yeah. And they started becoming my new tunes. And yeah. they're like they're my favourite things I've made in the world today. So Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And how have you found that transition? Because going from making more house G house stuff mm. to a drum and bass bass music sort of thing, you know, with the with the kick patterns and all yeah, that kind of yeah. stuff. How, did that come easy or was that something that 
So it took a bit of time for you to, to uh, sort of get your head around? It or came what? a lot easier than I thought it would. Yeah. Um, it, it still is. I'm still getting my head around like little parts of it because obviously yep. what I love about drone bass, I'm not making, like switching completely to drone bass. I'm just making like partly drone bass. I have also, most of my drone bass will be made in my new duo project, yep. which is also coming in 2020. Um, so you got two projects coming, yeah, not just one. Not just one, there's okay. two. So what's like, the some, second one? Some people know about two. So I told you about Liam, the guy who introduced me to drone bass. Yeah. Um, he, like, he and I started making a lot of music after we finished uni as well. And we were like, yeah. dude, we've made so much music together. We might as well have a name put it on. So we were just like, all right, we're going to make a duo. Yeah. And so that's, um, that's also going to come next year as well. Yeah. And so that's... most of the drone bass I make goes towards that duo. And then I'm still yeah. releasing house stuff as data roaming. So, yeah. So with data yeah. roaming, the data roaming stuff, how is the data roaming stuff going to be different to your old G housey house stuff? Because um, if you've got the you've got the duo that's yeah. gonna be the the more the drum and bass. Mm. What are you thinking for the data roaming one? If it's still kind of house, just heavier or what? It's I want to get it's obviously heavier, but I also mm. want to get kind of weirder. I want to sort of um I want it's still obviously house, but I want to kind of push the push the boundaries of house a yeah. little bit. Like there's some sections I know in some tracks I've been making where I just drop out for like a couple like two to three beats yeah. at a time and just let stuff like stop. I've always, I'm a big sucker for the stop and start, call and response yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I kind of just, oh God, I kind of just um, uh, honed in on that. And I was yeah. like, I'm just really going to go ham on this. And um, I think I also want to start getting, uh, introducing melodic elements in as well and making yeah. things lighter. And if I want to, if I want to get uh, full sad boy on a track, I'm going to. I don't care yeah, about yeah, yeah. anymore. Yeah. So it's like, it's sort of like probably almost a little bit more experimental, I suppose. Yeah. You could call yeah. it. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely obviously like some of the listen to guys, bass house, just head yeah. bass house. But it's, I still want to get, yeah, more experimental with yeah, bass house. Because yeah. I know there's a lot of like generic bass houses sort of like just taking sound design from dumpstep and putting it at 128 yeah. beats on the grid, you know? Yeah. But, um, Oh yeah, no, I've sort of been um, really getting my head around phases and just like automating a lot of phases and, you know, pieces and phases, you know, like sort of frequency, depth, and modulation, and feedback yeah, modulation cool. and stuff. Getting all like howly and shit. Yeah. So getting real into like sound design. Yeah, proper, I've, always, like... I've always been just in love with sound design. Yeah. Like I think I started, when I started at uni at SAE, I, so I did the bachelor degree. So the full yeah. two years of not just EDM, like everything sound wise. Yeah. And I remember starting it being like, I love sound and I love music, but I just don't know where I fit into it all. I yeah. know, so my only viable solution is let's just do it all until I find yeah. something that I love. So what's that called at SAE? Uh, the Bachelor of Audio. So just Bachelor of Audio, yeah. not Bachelor of, what's the other, like music production? I yeah, think no, the it's, yeah, there's like Diploma of Music Production, Diploma yeah. of EDM and stuff like that, but okay. this one was just the full Bachelor Okay, so the Bachelor is... Yeah. Everything. There's no everything. Bachelor of EDM yeah, or Bachelor no. of... It's just like the Bachelor of Audio. It's like everything to do with sound. Yeah. This is what we cover in there. Yeah, it's just cool. like it's crammed into two years and it's yeah. fucking hectic, but it's awesome. Like, um, did you find like any of the stuff that like wasn't specifically, you know, electronic mm. sort of has helped you down yeah, the track? Yeah, like, I loved... Being um, stuff? Yeah, I loved... Uh, there was a section I think we did in Trimester 4 or 5. It was We did a lot of sound for films. Yep. And I think I think the main main thing I took out of that was folly, like you know, and folly, yeah, folly, folly stuff. Yeah. Just going in and just recording random sounds and fucking yeah. you know footsteps and crunches and you know snapping little yeah. twigs and shit in the mic. So it's like applying that into into EDM is so cool. Like, yeah. I think a person who does that a lot is Elenium. Elenium's a fucking king yeah. at using folly in like his 
like massive future based tunes, even his dubstep tunes, he like just sneaks it in. Yeah, and yeah. it's like this is so cool. It makes it feel so much more human and organic. Yeah, it's true. Um, mm. I know I was speaking to uh, Oddmob um, mm. Harry, and he was saying that um because he does stuff with Bad Computer. And he said, yep. that guy's all about folly. Like, he, he said he was, like, writing a tune with him and he's, like, um, he's like, oh, yeah, like, just flushing out the guts of yeah. it. And then, um, you know, Bad Computer, um, forget his real name, um, was just like, but can we add the folly? Like, can we start adding folly sounds? <laughs> start, you know what I mean? Like, all yeah. the, adding all the little extra bits. And, Everything um, is not fucking music. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, and, yeah and Harry was like, we haven't. Got the guts of the song yet? Yeah. Like you know, we haven't we haven't actually got the song. Like, dude, we don't yet. have the cake yet. Now we're gonna put the sprinkles on. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's like yeah. So um, yeah, that's interesting. Follies, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, actually, um, super fun. I'm gonna get back into mm. putting that because I've got heaps of, I've got like I think I've got the, cymatics folly pack. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's heaps of cool stuff in there, and then like kung fu stuff. Yeah. Um, because they use heaps of foley to do, the kung fu. You know, yeah, like the, yeah. all the hits and the punches and yeah, stuff. They yeah. get like celery and whack it against yeah, stuff it's and so like, good like, heaps of cool i remember watching a like a documentary i think once mm. and they were like showing the sound design the foley yeah, stuff yeah. for kung fu movies and how they do the yeah, kicks and the that. hits and all the different like sounds it was it was yeah so interesting yeah um, it's super cool stuff man. so with the as far as the sae stuff goes yeah was there anything in there in the in the bachelor that you did that wasn't wasn't helpful, you think, for for what you're doing yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. You oh, know, was, like, because yeah. you didn't know at the start what you wanted to yeah, do, so yeah. it's good to, I think, to try um, it. But. I think the first, the first, oh, I think it might have been the second trimester. Like, the first trimester was like, all right, this is Pro Tools. Like, yeah. you know, and this is this is all hey, your basic door yeah. operations and shit. I think the second trimester was more like recording bands and stuff like that. I, I found it interesting and it was awesome to learn, but it, it's not helpful for me at all. Yeah. I think um, recording vocals helped. Like yeah. I'm recording drums if I want to sample a drum kit. Yeah. Like I made a sample pack out of a drum kit, like just in the well, one of the mini drum kits. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, this is cool. I can use this. But like, I think one of my biggest tasks was like recording in a group of four was recording like a an album of a metal band. And I was just like sitting there the whole time. An like, album. I, oh yeah. Oh. I, I loved I loved metal as a kid, but I remember yeah. just sitting there going, dude, I'm so over this. <laughs> like oh, I think we recorded the lead guitarist and he had to like, you know, do all these solos and shit like that. And even him, like after an eight hour day, was like, Boys, can I go home? It's just like shut the fuck up, we'll do another day. Like, do it again. Yeah. <laughs> do it again. Do it's it again. Like, Bro, do you want this album to sound good or not? Shut up and go again. Um, I don't know if you've seen have you seen uh the Defiant ones? Mm. on Netflix. Um, I remember seeing Jimmy Irvine in one of them and they said they, he was like the same sort of thing, like, mm. no, record it again, do it again, yeah, again. do yeah. it again, do it again. And mm. then like to the point where they actually, because they were recording on tape, yeah, yeah, they actually wore the tape out. They re-recorded <laughs> over it so many times that they were like, oh, we need new tapes. Yeah, we got to get a new <laughs> like, one. Well, this is all meaningless now. Like we can't use yeah, this. Yeah, I know. Quality just yeah. diminishes as it goes. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was interesting because when you said that, do it again. Do yeah, it again. Exactly. Like, it just reminded me of that. And I think you know, he wanted to do it again more times than we did. Like we were yeah. just sitting there at the end of the day going, all right, if you want to go again, we go again. But yeah, yeah. by the end of it, he was just like, boy, he's going to go home. He's like, you yeah, yeah. know what? Just one more. <laughs> one more and then you can go. <laughs> <Yeah. there."> like, <laughs> uh, we'll just program it with MIDI and just put a synth in yeah. there. <laughs> we'll just oh recreate God. it. Just turn uh, it into a dubstep album. That's blasphemy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so... I want to talk about, um, we'll get back to your new project and stuff, because yeah. I want to talk about production later with mm. you. But we met here at Frequencies, because yeah. the studio's here, 
um, just outside when you were coming here one Yeah, I mean, I get, I'm here like twice a week at this point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but but that's where we met and we just said yeah, hello. Yeah. But, so I don't really know much about what before that. Yeah, you yeah. Know, as far as you and levels and stuff, like I didn't know you went to SAE. Yeah, you just yeah. told me that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how did you how did you first start like getting into music? Getting into like, music. Uh, I feel like I've always been into music uh, yeah. ever since I was a kid. Like you know, my parents and like other family members and stuff like that would always be like, you know, what do you want to be when you're older? Like you know, you always ask little kids. And yeah. And like, I turned around and I was like, I want to be a rock star. Yeah. And so like they were like, cool, let's get you some guitar lessons. And I think I played guitar and learned guitar for like four or five years. Yeah. And then how old? Uh, I started really young. I can't remember specifically which age, though. I think it might have been three or four. Oh, so what, before primary school? Yeah, before school. I just, like, even when I was a little kid, just mucking around and banging on little, like, you know, ukuleles and shit I'd find around the house. Just, like, don't don't even know chords. I'm just, like, slamming strings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I sort of, I learned for about five to seven years, I think, worth of it. And then um, it kind of got to a point where the person I was learning from wasn't the greatest teacher and yeah. the place I was for where you're at. Yeah, for where I was. Yeah. I was I was talented. Like um also so most of my family told me I'm I've never really been great with self confidence, but I I knew what I was doing. Yeah. I kinda was like, I I can go to the next step, but I'm not being allowed to do that yet. Yeah. Like my teacher doesn't think I'm good enough sort of thing. And I think I sort of slowly started to dread my lessons. I just didn't want to go yeah, anymore yeah. from that person or just learn the the instrument in general, kind of yeah. burned it out. Um, seeing, a, I'm seeing a little theme and pattern coming here. Burning with, out, yeah. Yeah, with, you're just talking about your levels project. But no, keep going, keep no, going, no, keep no, going. No. We'll come back. We'll circle back to that later. Yeah, we'll yeah. Go full circle later. No, yeah. um, like I, I didn't realize this properly until like this year, and I'm very, um, actually kind of claustrophobic. So the place I was learning in was also very like a small room. Oh, uh, yeah. And I was just, I get so frustrated really easily, and yeah. my anxiety is terrible. Like I, have, I have severe anxiety. I was diagnosed with that as a kid, so I had to deal yeah. with that as well. And it just kind of ruined it for me. Mm. I like, I loved music, but I just couldn't do it anymore. And then I kind of, I left and just didn't, didn't do any kind of anything music related for like another eight years. Yeah. I was just like, I went back to school. I mean, I was in school, but, you know, I was going to school and I was never an academic kid. Yeah. Like, terrible. I just pretty much scraped through to the next yeah, yeah. I wasn't kind of, like, trying that hard. Yeah. I was never a sporty kid. I am a skinny dude. But um, I was never a sporty kid, really. I played basketball for a few years, but, you know, yeah. I was never – it wasn't what I was really passionate about. Yeah. And then I spent the next two years after that kind of, like, oh, oh I don't really know what I'm doing. This is really – So the next yeah. two years after that where it was you didn't know – yeah. Well, was, how old were you? Were I was, you at school still? Yeah, I was like, I was like 13. And then uh, okay, I was sort yeah. of just like, I'm not good at anything. Like, it's kind of, oh, I was yeah, kind of yeah. that, I was, it's, it's that really classic, like, teenager, hormones kick in and you're just like, my God, man, let's shit suddenly just the emo. Yeah, like, everything I do, I'm shit at. I'm so trash, yeah. Like, I sort of like, yeah, I was like, this sucks. And I, I think it took me till I was 15 and then what, that's when I was doing music in, uh, year 10 and we had this concert thing that we had to do at the end of the year and I was like for some reason something in the back something in my head was just like you can't be useless yeah this concert you got to do something yeah and I was like you aren't gonna sing although I'm not a shit singer it's like it's like you're not gonna sing like you're gonna play an instrument and you're gonna be decent at it like and my friend who was in the class he's been a guitarist his whole life so I was like dude can you teach me the basics he's like yeah I'll bring my guitar over next time at your house sweet brings it over teaches me basic chords and he's like dude you don't need a teacher like you can teach yourself like that's what I've yeah, been doing. Yeah. That's what I've been doing for years as well as going to a lesson here and there. Yeah. And I was like, cool. And then thus began like everything else after that. Like I the sort music of like journey music, began. Again though. Kicked, again though, yeah. Again. Like, I mean it kicked back off. Yeah. I was yeah. sort of like, thank God, because I realized that this is something I can 
I can follow again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I you know, it only took me ten years to realize that. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was sort of, sort of like, thank God, back into it, and I practiced it every single day. I used to play it every day. And guitar, right? Yeah, guitar. Saying, right? And I wound up, like, you know, incorporating like my vocals into it. Started singing and songwriting, and I play gigs at cafes and stuff. Like yeah, that. yeah. Um, Acoustic sort of, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, I was kind of got, I got bored with it for like a little while, and then um, I met this guy who was backpacking on my dad's farm. My dad's a farmer, and so every year, like he grows lychees. The end of the year, we get a bunch of backpackers in. Yeah, I I had like cousins and stuff that grow lychees. We'd go up there at Christmas and just they're just like. (laughs) Pick as many as you want and just take a box it's home. It's like, I'll take your whole orchard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, well, if you're going to pick them, you can take them. Yeah. You know, like, that's I was the, just like, that's the hardest bit. <laughs> Dude, they're the best. They are the best lunches. Yeah. And like, he a whole, every year he gets a crew of backpackers and they're all such unique people. Yeah. And one of them came from like the UK and he was a, he was a singer-songwriter. He'd been playing for years and he wrote an album before he came over and it was out on Spotify and stuff. Yeah, he sweet. told me about it. I went and listened to it and I was like, I love this. Yeah. This is great. His name's Chris Wright. Yep. Shout out Chris Wright. Um, Chris Wright. Chris Wright. Uh, he's he's a legend. Um, but uh, he he was going. Um, comes up to me one day. He's like, oh, you know, like um, do you want to jam after work one day? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, cool. We used to like jam every now and then. But um, eventually I was like, dude, I'm kind of getting bored with just playing guitar and singing. Like, what am I gonna do next? And he's like, wait, go search up on YouTube, um, Ed Sheeran, Homeless Live. And I was like, sure. When watched it and um, what I, I was like, this is just going to be another acoustic Ed Sheeran performance. Like I don't really know what I didn't really know what to expect. And yeah. next thing I knew, like the dude has built like a whole band's worth of sound on stage with just a looping pedal. Yeah. And I didn't know what a looping pedal was until this video, and I was like, that is awesome. In the that's next cool. In the next yeah. month, I bought a looping pedal. Yeah, and I started that's doing it. That. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, fire spark back up again. Let's do this. Went back out, played a lot more gigs. Um, Till eventually I was like, I don't know what it is. I kind of realized that after I started doing uni that I'm very picky with sounds. Mm. It's like, I if I'm going to make music, it's going to be very like, I know how I want it to sound in my head and yeah. everything else isn't acceptable. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's yeah. like I have to, I know I, and I know I, I've gone to a point now where I can make sounds that I hear in my yeah. head. Because so, that's the hardest thing, yeah. isn't it? Like you can hear the song in your head. Yeah. It's like, like bring it how to do life. I get it into the computer yeah, or make it? Or, exactly. You know, that's yeah. like, man. And then uh, I just couldn't, I couldn't do that with what I was doing it with guitar and singing and stuff. Yeah. It was close because like you can get actually relatively electronic drum sounding, like sounding kind of sounds out yeah. of out of looping pedal and a guitar. Yeah. But it wasn't as clean as I wanted it to be. Yeah, yeah. And around that time I started noticing myself going to YouTube and watching like 20 minute mixes of like of just like DJs in their bedroom doing 20 minute mixes. Yeah. And I started falling back in love with electronic music because I used to be massively into like dubstep and stuff when I was 13. Like when Skrillex yeah. started to get really big. Like with Bangarang and shit, that was massive. Yeah. You know, I was super into that as a kid. And then I kind of went back to everything else after the yeah, sort of yeah. phase. But then, like, yeah. that was, But that was, like, the when Bangarang was coming out, that was, like, the peak of, like, yeah, that was EDM. The and pinnacle. Like that whole, like, you know, that whole era in there was when it was, like, you know, at its, its greatest, you know, yeah, almost. Yeah. Like, it had just come on the scene making huge waves around the world. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. I loved it. Um, So, yeah, I kind of go back into like electronic music and I found myself listening to a lot of like god I regret it I want to say this Melbourne Bounce and Electro House yeah well it was pretty big for it a was while huge. man and it was, it was huge it was so um for the time it was that EDM sound but it was it was really aggressive sort yeah, of yeah. and um it was just like it was sort of just before Bass House sort of really 
started yeah, coming yeah. in. So it was sort of like the aggressive it house. It was like the you know? it was the festival music. Like, <laughs> yeah, so Martin yeah. Garrix sort of stuff. And yeah. I was like, this is really cool. And then I kind of so basic though. It is basic, but that's kind yeah. of why it's popular as yeah. well. Because I mean, it's like house can... house has always been a relatively basic. Yeah, genre, yeah, exactly. Especially yeah. in terms of drums, it's literally programmed on a on a grid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. like, uh, which is why it makes like trap and stuff really easy. But yeah. um, even drum and bass is also programmed on the grid. But like, it's... I mean, everything's kind of programmed yeah. on the grid these days. Yeah, yeah. Got, unless, unless you're Falcone and want everything like a six yeah, yeah. grid. Like, he, yeah. he sent me a re- he was doing a remix. Shout out Falcone, by the way. Yeah. Um. He sent me a remix of um, the DMT tune. Yeah, um, oh, that's an awesome remix. I've yeah, that. yeah. yeah that one he sent me, and I was like, "Oh man, I love it." I was like, "I think you've just you've swung Going the kicks, <laughs> swung <laughs> the kicks just a little bit too much, like yeah. a little bit too out of time." And he's like, "Yeah, I was kind of feeling that." Yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, I remember asking like Seb initially. I was like, "How he makes most of his sounds?" It's like, "How do you? What is the key to your sound?" He's like, "Granulators." <laughs> That's, That's what he said to me, yeah. yeah. And ever since then, I've been like, I'm going to get into granulators. Yeah. Well, I got a granular synth and, like, and stuff. Fuck. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, yeah sure. I um, got heavily into that kind of music. And yeah. I sort of started listening to a lot more electronic music. It, it doesn't have to, it didn't have to be house or like super hard hitting yeah. stuff. Like I got into lo-fi and just like I slowly started to explore more electronic genres. And I was like, okay, I think I want to try DJing. Yeah. But I know I knew that like even just from being a musician, everything in the audio world and music world is super expensive, like equipment wise. So I was like, okay, look, if I'm gonna do this, there's no go- there's no going back because mm. like I gotta buy these decks and they're fucking expensive. Like yeah. the, I'm like, if I pull the trigger on this, there's no going back. So What'd I did. You buy? It. Um, I I still have them. I uh, I bought Pioneer DDJRXs, like yep. just a just a like a four deck uh, controller for my laptop. Yeah. When I was like turning 18, like 17, yeah. turning 18. What year is this? Uh, 2017. Okay. Yeah, so two years ago. And I was just like, I yep. forget how young you are sometimes. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just, <laughs> I, am, I am 20. Yeah, yeah. I am a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I got into that and then I slowly started teaching myself how to DJ because I was like, well, no one's going to teach you how to DJ. Let's be real. Yeah. Like there's a few people around the place. Like, I mean, that's what people did before. Like you can learn how to learn practice yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. practice you got people if you especially if you bring people who are more experienced yeah practice yeah. in a safe environment but like <laughs> yeah uh it's um i yeah i was like all right cool i got i i was like this isn't something i'm not used to though because teaching myself is like that's how i yeah. how to play guitar like properly so i was yeah. like well let's go let's 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 start this. you know let's start the train fucking choo choo where we go yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i just started uh i started just hoarding tunes like because i was like where do you get good music and everyone's like soundcloud so i was like all right cool yeah. signed up to soundcloud started like getting my hands on a bunch of tunes and i started making like melody bounce mixes and then i discovered what bass house was very shortly after that or oh, i kind of remembered what it was i think i yeah, first yeah. heard bass house properly when i was like 15 but not really like i didn't know what it was i was like this is yeah god level shit i was like what the yeah. hell yeah. and i think actually is everyone's like dude what's like who got you into djing because everyone's got these big names that they drop is like you know who yeah. started you djing and stuff yeah. um the truth is i started djing after i watched harry uh, when he was still a duo with robbie as odd mob and Odd Young Bob. Franco played on the same day. And yeah. I watched those two at the Originals Festival in Coolum. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to do that. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, that yeah. was like, no, there was no big names. There was no like, Kelvin Harris started me. There was no like, yeah, yeah, yeah. dubstep, big dubstep DJ started me. I was just like, Odd Mob started me. Yeah. And Young Franco started me. Yeah. 
that was I, I, I was more than happy with that like I, yeah, oh, I think yeah. out of that whole festival those two were my favourite acts of the day yeah. like there were some hella good bands on that day as well like the Living yeah. End headline for that festival yeah yeah but like Didn't I went home as much as yeah that, I went yeah. home and I was still thinking about like the DJ sets that I watched and I was right up the front like over, over the top of the bars and shit yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah That's until true. until this year I hadn't gone to another festival so that's oh, kind yeah. of how I remembered it. I was just underage, like fifteen year old, sixteen year old at a festival. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, went to the went to the Listen Out Festival this year, and I was like, yeah. this is awesome. And I was like, yeah, because now like, you're like part of it. You, I was like, you I get can get drunk at a festival now. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, <laughs> like, that I too. Drink yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. at the uh, festival. Yeah, yeah, but um, I, that was like Harry was a big big part in starting. Yeah, like, my sort Do you know of, Harry? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I've, um, yeah. I met him in the Met. Like, I think. It would have been probably when Blank and seventeen eighty eight L were here, one seven eight eight L, however fuck you pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, when they were here and like headlining, I think that's when I that's where I met him properly. And then uh, every now and then I run into him in the Met or other places, and she's like, yeah, oh, fuck yeah, talking mad shit. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> super cool, dude. Yeah, I've got um, and I haven't told Harry this, but like he's influenced a lot of my production as well, mm. like just with the house stuff and and some of the down pitch vocals and stuff, like. You know, like, oh, yeah. I know he hates Is It A Banger, but... Uh, but it is a banger, though. It's, <laughs> yeah, a, it's yeah. an all-time, all-time tune. It was like, that's, a, that's such an iconic tune for um, for the time, you know, yeah. that it was in there, so... Um, like, but tune yeah, vocals. Tune them down, yeah, all deep, the way down. Yeah, vocals, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, love that stuff. Um, so you went to that festival yeah. and saw that. How long was it after that that you, like, actually bought your decks and... I think it was about a year, a yeah. year afterwards, or maybe a two years at max. But it yeah. was, it was like it, within those two years, I was just that's all I would listen to was just like bass yeah. house and yeah. fucking Melbourne bounce, and like I would just like religiously slam it every single day. Um, and then it, with it, you know, occasional breaks, I'd listen to folk music and shit. And, you know, like yeah, it's kind of yeah. like I can't be blasting my ears with you know dance music all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I, that, that still applies now. I'm just like, oh man, I'm gonna go. Like I have a playlist on my Spotify called "Bangers That Don't Bang" in quotation. Bangers marks. that don't yeah. bang. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just like full of you know like alternate rock shit, like Eskimo Joe and yeah, the, all these bands I used to listen to as I grew up as a kid. Yeah, my yeah. mum was massive and that sort of influence. Um, but no, like, you know, my parents or my family are a music family. Like I'm probably, they're not. They're, they're are. not. They're yeah, just yeah. like, they just listen to a whole bunch of different music. Yeah. So that's where I kind of got my exposure to a lot of different kinds of music, but they weren't yeah. musicians themselves. Yeah. So I'm kind of like the first in, if not, probably the first in a long time as a musician in the family. So yeah. I'm, um, yeah, a lot of my friends are just like, oh, you know, yeah, my mum played, the, like my mum was, you know, a guitarist and my mum was a singer or, you know, everyone's got some sort of musical member yeah, of the family, yeah. but I think the closest member of my family's musical is my uncle and he's just like me self-taught guitarist like, yeah 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 but yeah it's just um i'm very much a self-taught built myself from the ground up kind of dude yeah. which i really like about me <laughs> yeah yeah for sure yeah well i mean that's me as well yeah you know like um all production and stuff i mean yeah. i did music when i was growing up though, yeah i like, learned all that but that was um yeah so long ago now yeah, <laughs> ago. yeah yeah that's it and so um like, how did you choose the name Levels then? How did that come about? Because yeah, whenever was... I hear it, I always just think of, you know, um, the Avicii. The Avicii song. song Everyone uh, That's the thing. I never had, like, that song was didn't even cross my mind yeah. when I chose the name. Yeah. Like, I think initially I, I wanted it to, like, start with the same letter as my real name. 
Yeah. So you know, Lucas and Levels. Um, but uh, I think I think how I created it was I was just like, at a, I got to a point where I was like, wow, life really is just a series of levels. Everyone's waiting to get to the next one. You know, like, yeah, yeah. It's like everyone's working hard to get to the next one, but I don't think you've really stopped and looked back at how many you've made it up until now. Yeah, cool. Like that was kind of like how I, like I, how I yeah how That's I came cool across name. it. Yeah, cool. and it was a really cool name, and I like I miss like I miss it already, even though I left it. Yeah, yeah. well, but you can always. Keep it on the side. I probably and could, but um, re-release stuff as levels. If it's if you yeah. write something and you're like, oh, it doesn't fit my yeah um, yeah data data, data room rooming, yeah one, or it doesn't fit my collab. What's mm. the collab name? Uh, XL artists. XL yeah. artists. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if it doesn't fit either of them, you can be like, oh, I'll just put it out on levels. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, I put it out there. I could, uh, or I was just gonna if I do start another random. Project. I'm not. I'm not a guy of starting heaps of projects. Like, you've, you've got three I've seen, already. Yeah, I've seen you've got people, three already. That's the fair few. Yeah, I've seen people start like fucking six different projects, yeah. all different genres, and I'm like, dude, you have two at max. Yeah. Like I can't. I and they all start all the socials for them, and then they don't do anything with them. Uh, like it's just like this is slack not, to do all the socials. Yeah. That's what like it's like. Fuck, dude, just have two and and be yeah. focused on the two. If yeah, you, yeah. If you really want more than one project, if you want to diversify across multiple genres or if it's going to be weird if you make fucking trap and you're a house producer on this one yeah like, yeah go make trap on that alias like you know yeah. have, have two at max like that's that's i, that's I think if you're that prolific that you make that many genres mm. like you said pick two two main ones yeah and then just ghost produce the rest yeah if you're that <laughs> exactly. good just make shit in other genres and just sell them to people who want them like yeah like if i really it's hard to make money as a producer so so if you can make some cash on the side by just shit that you love to make Mm. but doesn't maybe work into rappers and shit yeah 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 Yeah, that's um that's on the list of things to do yeah i know i know i know a few people who are like trying to really hard to make like beats rappers and sell for like 50 bucks a track yeah um i think there was a guy i went to uni with they got there and he was like he was like yeah just make beats like beats for rappers, like. Beats for and rappers, then like yeah. the first thing, the first thing the lady at the uh, NSAE says to us, she gets us all in a room, like you know, to debrief us for the whole like our course starts. Yeah. And she just goes, "All right, first thing she says, like, let me just get get this out of the way. If you think you came here just to make beats, bro, then you should walk out of this room right now. You should like, leave. Yeah, you yeah, should leave. Yeah. You're not you're not in the right place. It's not fair. And I turned around and like half the room is just like. Like they're all kind of like, like you know, the whole like rubbing the sweat off their foreheads, yeah. kind of like shit, oh, shit, shit, shit. she's talking to me. <laughs> yeah, like damn it. And I was, it was so funny because right like, before we walked in there, like I think I talked to six dudes who were all who all said that yeah, just make beats. So I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, you're like, cool, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah sick man. Sold sold the track yesterday for seventy bucks to a local, local rapper. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. All right, cool, man. Yeah, that like, local <laughs> rapper got ripped the fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> real bad. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you tell me this guy doesn't know anything about producing. You paid him seventy bucks. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I wouldn't pay me 70 bucks to produce yeah, a rap track. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't produce hip-hop. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. Have you ever dabbled in any of those genres or, or anything? Um, I, yeah, I sort of, like, not in um, hip-hop necessarily. Mm. I, I'd like to one day. I'd like to try yeah. it. Um, but it's I'm, like drum I'm and bass, but slower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and less <laughs> aggressive. Less <laughs> aggressive, just more funky. But, like, uh, I think I've made, I've made sort of hip-hop beats. Yeah. But never, never put any vocals over. Never done anything with yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started one a while ago with uh, with my mate Chris, uh, Chris Jimmy. But um, if you know who he is, like like local hip hop no, DJ rapper. Um, he's he's very big in the big on hip hop. But we yeah, never cool. we never really went anywhere with the track. I think yeah, we started yeah. it when I was at uni, and he was at uni, and then we just kind of like 
yeah. went our separate directions for a little while because like he got super busy and I got busy yeah. and we still haven't still haven't worked on it since but like yeah. just every now and then to sit down and like not have to worry about like what sort of giant sub bass am I going to put on this like I can yeah. just pick and just pick an 808 and be like there's my there's my low end for this track yeah. like I can just focus on making everything else kind of groovy I don't need to make it hit like a truck yeah, like yeah, it's, you know, yeah that's it it's like being able to sit down and be like, let's make something groovy and funky and we don't have to worry about yeah. fucking screaming and growls and fucking yeah, 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 <laughs> what's yeah, my pre-drop shit. vocal going to be? You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. So when you, um, so you, you'd learn to sort of, you know, DJ and stuff mm. on your controller and that and then you've sort of come in yeah. here with some mates and stuff. Is that how you sort of started? Yeah, like, I think I saw, I that? saw like the, um, the promo ad for it on Facebook once and yeah. I was like is that really in Brisbane I was like it looks awesome but like yeah. I didn't really know if it was legit or not I was yeah, like yeah. I was like because it was super new at the time yeah and I was just like okay cool like I'll, I'll keep that in mind and yeah. the next time I jumped on every now and then like I kind of just noticed people sharing like the streams yeah and I was like oh shit it is in Brisbane like yeah. this is really it cool. is a real thing yeah <laughs> I was like, this is awesome and like yeah my friend um I think my, my friends text me one day like well yeah we're going to have a jam of frequencies you want to come through and I was like, oh, I've never been. Cool, sounds good. And then, yeah. little did I know, that would kickstart a whole bunch of times me coming here. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow. It's like, you've opened the floodgates now. Like, there's no yeah, coming yeah. back. I am coming here every week now. Yeah, like. <laughs> all the time. I want to use all the gear. I want mm-hmm. to play here. It sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's a perfect place to test your whips. Yeah, that's it. All yeah, your, all your work tunes. in progress mixes. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing is that if you're, if I'm here, and we know each other. Yeah. You can come into the studio and listen yeah, to it as well. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, like I have multiple like multiple systems I can test my shit on in one yeah, place. Yeah, it's exactly. So cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, it's a great space for it. Um for anyone who does yeah. music production or any of that. Yeah, I've just slowly started pulling more people on this like guys come to yeah. frequencies. Come to frequencies. Yeah. And what because I think once you get once you come here, you're like, this is cool. Yeah, you're like, like you know, like I have not how much is it? <laughs> I've not met one person who has who hasn't walked out of here being like, This is that place it's not is a vibe, awesome. you know. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. it's just like there's every person's like that is so cool. Like yeah. coming back, you know. Or yeah. let me know when you book the next one. I'm like, how about your cheap ass books? <laughs> books the next yeah, one. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, and so, what what about your first gig? Because what was oh, your first, was gig? first gig? My, like, when you first like, because you were talking before about how like you've got anxiety and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. How does how did that affect you? Because like obviously now you've got experience, oh, yeah. you're probably fine. You know, yeah, gig, I get like, up on stage, whatever. Now. Like you know, like it's just riding a bike and stuff. Yeah, you know? it is but, pretty much. But when you first had like your first gig or your first few gigs, yeah, how was that? Oh, like, did dude, that... I was shit in my pants. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I was yeah. like, I think my first like my first gig uh, was um my mate's eighteenth. Yeah, we just I was like, all right, well, why not? Let's just rock up. Like yeah. it was shortly after I'd moved to Brisbane, so I went back to Bundaberg to for his gig. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um. Went to Bundy for his 18th and I rocked up with just all this fucking bass house and like electro house and I did not have anything throwback related or sing-along related and I found yeah, myself yeah. just frantically downloading like fucking old throwbacks from ages ago, yeah, like two yeah. hours before the party started. I was just absolutely losing my shit. Just like, like party stuffs, yeah, fuck, yeah. Fuck, fuck. And then like, um, you know, downloaded a bunch of it and luckily I had enough like to get myself through the early stages of the night and then eventually I just, you know, Hit the fucking button. Sure. That's, it. Like, That's <laughs> it. That's I'm it. I'm dropping Melbourne bounce. My music now. <laughs> and so I did, and they loved it. But um, I think I played two more 18ths after that. Um, who yeah. are my other friends in Bundy as well? So yeah. I'd make the trips um, up there. Yeah. And then uh, my first proper club gig as a full set was uh, for Chris Royal at Every Fridays. 
Oh, really? That was yeah. like last year, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. That was my Jeez, first. Jeez, I didn't first know you game. were that fresh, bro. Yeah, I was. I was like, yeah. everyone, everyone who's talked to me for some reason thinks I've been in the scene for years. I'm just like, dude, I'm 20 years old. I started like yeah, two years yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've just, I've just been. I've just like, I met the right people, and yeah. I just grinded my ass off for two yeah, years to yeah. get to to get to where I am. Like, it's. I don't know if it's unusual for someone to get to. Like, that's not me. But I don't want to bump my chest. But if it's like, it's not unusual for someone like. To get to where I am in two years, yeah. as, or as young as I am, or whatever. Like I've had people say that, and I'm just like, look, I don't like, yeah. I don't, you know, take that to my head. Yeah, I'm like, I like to let other people say those things because yeah, I, yeah. I don't really like to walk around, you know, chest pumped out. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm a fucking man. Like, yeah. Um, but I think I am very happy that I've managed to get this far in two years. I didn't think I was going to be able to even play my first club set for like the first three years. Yeah. So yeah. to be able to get that that early was really, really fun. I'm super grateful for Chris like, yeah, for, yeah. for letting me do that. Yeah, Chris is a lad. Yeah. So signed my first tune, so yeah, well, I just like that guy. I kind of just, um, I, I, I just kept going in every week until I eventually, I became a resident for Avery as well. So I was playing yeah. every second week or something, playing yeah. back-to-back with all my friends and stuff who I met. They did they did your shot in 2018. Yeah. But I was meant to do it for like in 2017 or, or, and 2018, but I kind of just got super slack and just didn't rock up for the Reggie. <laughs> and so I only just got around to doing it this year. It was a time of life. But yeah, yeah it was... Um, oh, so you did it this year, right? Yeah. I was oh, really? in the, I yeah. was in the wild card. In the wild card, range. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think overall I came like third in yeah. the wild card range because um I came runners up to Jackson like JX on on yeah. the Sunday. Yeah. But yeah. I think um Nathan was the guy who came like overall second or whatever because of the wild card battles. I you just like to walk around. You got beaten, second boys. <laughs> you got beaten by the guy who won. So that's yeah exactly exactly. You that's came, what I like you to came say. Equal second. That's what I like to say. You came equal second with <laughs> yeah. With um, the other dude. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, it was a great, great time. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I was just kind of like, wow, I can't believe I didn't do that for so many years. I put it off. Like, but I and Did you put it off because you said you got slack, but was it like a, <laughs> a nerves, anxiety type thing? Yeah, or that what? was a big part of it. I think yeah, yeah. The first year, I by the time I moved to Brisbane, they'd already done it. Yeah. Or, they were, or they were already, like, the competition already started, so the yeah. video, they already happened. Yeah. And in 2018, I went out the night beforehand, got too wrecked, and I was really hungover. And, and, and <laughs> then the like, nurse, I'm not going yeah, in, I'm way I too I woke hungover. up at, like, 12, and I was like, oh, no, the Rego day started now. No, nah, I was going back to sleep. Like, I can't be bothered, you know? Yeah, yeah. And my anxiety was also just like, <sighs> Yeah, yeah. And I just couldn't do it. I like, yeah. I was like, I can't do it. Um, next year it is then. And... I'm really glad I did it this year because yeah. I, I wasn't I was nowhere near as like good as I am now last year. Well, yeah, that's yeah. kind of as as it is for everyone. It's like look back a year a year ago, like compared to who you were then. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was like uh, I met I I still managed to meet all the people who did your shot 2018 last yeah. year anyway. So I was like, this is great. So yeah. I think that's really interesting that you, <laughs> like you said, yourself that you you think you've got, you know, like anxiety and stuff. But it seems like you go out heaps and meet people and go to events and, yeah, it's, and support, which is how you, you know, get yeah, into yeah. the scene. So how how did you, like for anyone else out there who says, oh, I've got anxiety, I can't go out and do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you get over it to be able to do that? Because going out and meeting new people and it's not easy. in a city but, that yeah. you're not from, like how did, like is there anything, any advice you can give to yeah, anyone out there? I, um, who... I actually don't. I don't know. Like it's, no. it's kind of like I. It's just a massive step out of, out of your comfort zone. You've yeah. got to be willing to step out of yeah. your comfort zone and go and meet new people. Um, as a kid, I was very introverted. Actually, yeah. I, I was always super shy, and like unless someone talked to me, I didn't talk to them. 
Yeah, like, yeah. I was just like, you will like if you want to talk to me and have a conversation with me, you've got to start come and start it with me. Yeah. Um, and then obviously going through, I actually did. I wind up going through like therapy for a little while as a kid. Yeah, because yeah. I just would have these breakdowns and like panic attacks and stuff. Um, and that actually made me a way more confident and extroverted person. Like I just started going out of my way to talk to new people. So was it like you learned? Did you learn about yourself more or did you learn more techniques of ways to... Probably both. But yeah, both. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I just... And my mum's always been super extroverted as well. Like, she will talk yeah. to any random person yeah, on the footpath. Yeah. Like, hey, how's your day going? And they're just like, oh, you know, good. Like, you're surprised. Because, yeah, like, you don't get many people with yeah. the smile on their face that just reach out and talk to you and brighten your day up a little bit. Yeah. My mum's always been that person. Yeah. That. So, I kind of... sounds awesome. Yeah, she, she is <laughs> yeah. awesome. Shout out my mum if she's yeah, listening. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I kind of just took, I very much took from that. And yeah. I was like, I, I got to start doing that. And uh, when I, I think the first person I knew in the scene properly of like when I wanted to start getting club gigs was Thea, Thea. Um, oh, yeah, who's yeah. On, on last yeah, week. Yeah, she was on yeah. last week. I met her at <laughs> uni. Uh, yeah. Well, like, I think actually technically we met through Instagram because we both followed um, this bass house artist called Dusty Cloud. And uh, I think there was, I saw some post from like his story or something and he tagged her because she was a massive fan of his. Yeah. Um, and then I realized, oh shit, she goes to my uni. Yeah. And so we sort of met each other there. And then I... Um, so did you guys go through the same... No, she was, in, she was in, she was in diploma shit. Um, oh, she did the diploma. Yeah, that's right. diploma yeah, yeah. of that's right. electronic music, I think. Oh. I only yeah. spoke to her last week. Yeah, <laughs> I should yeah, remember yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah, she did. Yeah, the yeah, no, she did. Months. She definitely did the diploma. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, I, yeah, I met her there and then she became, she was one of the first residents for Every Fridays for Chris. Okay. And I remember messaging her being like, hey, how, like, I don't know, I don't want this to seem like super abrupt or whatever, but like, how does one get a set there? Because it looks awesome. And she was like, you just got to keep coming in. And I was just like, I actually, I sent her a message back and I was like, all right, mark my words. I will be there every week. Like from this week forward, I'm coming in every week. And, I'll and if I don't and get a gig, I'm blaming yeah. you. <laughs> it's your fault, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was just, I was like, I don't care if I do or, do, or don't get a gig. It's yeah, just yeah. like, I was so glad to have somewhere that plays the music I love that I didn't have to pay $20 to get into. I was yeah. like, I can jump on a guest list as long as I'm in before 11 every week, get in for free and listen to bangers all night long. Yeah. And I didn't have to pay a dime to get in. Yeah. Like that's what it's a massive reason why I used to be so deterred from going to the Met because I love the Met. The Met is awesome, yeah. but it's so fucking expensive. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I didn't used to have money as a uni student, so I was yeah, just like, yeah. well, I I can't go. And it used to suck because I was like, I love the music they play there. Yeah. Like, and I love the DJs who play there. So I was just you could like, like save up for like uh, a month or something yeah, to go a, like, save a few weeks <laughs> to be like I can now afford entry to the Met. Yes. <laughs> oh, I was just like, fuck, can't. Yeah. And then when um. When Chris started every Fridays, I was yeah. just like, "This is awesome! Like this yeah. is this is what Brisbane needs." Unfortunately, it didn't take off the way he wanted it to. Yeah, it, was really, yeah. I think it was sad for all of us because we really enjoyed playing there. Yeah. Um, I I actually wound up getting to headline there before it was over, so I was super yeah, grateful for that. Really fun. I think it was actually one of the better nights. Surprisingly, it started off as a really dead night, and I was like, "Oh well, I'm just here to play music. Yeah. I don't care what happens." But yeah, little did I know that Chris was on before me, and he managed to just build a whole room. Of people when I was like, all right, we're on. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So how sick. was that gig? It was fun then. It was one of my favorite ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even like it was more. It was a lot more cheesy commercial sort of house. But I, I did what I could to stick to the genre of the party, and at, by, at, at the same time, still play what I loved. 
as well. Yeah. So maintain the room for as long as possible, but whilst also playing what I love to play. And yeah. they loved it, so I was really I was really happy. Yeah, dope. Yeah, one of my favorite gigs. Yeah, for sure. And mm. where? So where else have you? Did you play in the? You're in the Bridey Thursdays. Yeah. Club? Um. Actually, before I played at Avery, I was in the Bridey Comp. So oh, okay. Like yeah. my, if you if you want to get really technical, my first club set was a twenty minute set for the Bridey Comp. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. I actually wound up winning my heat. For yeah. Them, yeah. Um. Which was super crazy, and I was I was on like I was you know on top of the world after yeah, because I was awesome. like you felt awesome yeah that. I did because I was like I've no I, I'd actually never played on CDJs before that uh, so yeah. I rocked up and I, I had to learn how to play the CDJs whilst I was doing my heat and I and finished and it was like yeah it's like that you know levels wins I was just like oh my god like and then um, Thea also won people's choice so we got through together Ah, cool. Um, yeah. And then uh, I didn't win overall, but I made it to the grand final, so I was really yeah. happy with that. And then I also did the next one, or I think the next, uh, the next one, but the one after. Like, yeah, whenever the Bridie another one held the next one, I did yeah. another one, and a very similar thing happened. I made it to the final. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I don't really care. Like, I came to play yeah. music too, and I got to you know show what I love to a lot of people, both people that I knew and new people. So yeah, and, and you I, get your name out there too. Yeah, like I'm that's where I'd seen well. your name before. I remember when we met downstairs. I went, oh, levels. I was like, I've seen that name somewhere before. Yeah, the Bridie, and I think it was the Bridie's comp because um, I knew a few other people who had entered mm. into it as well. So I was like, oh yeah, this yeah, it was so fun, super fun. Yeah, dope. Um, so let's get into a little bit of production. Yeah, cool. So you're obviously, I know you're in Ableton. Yeah, Ableton, guy. Ableton gang. <laughs> Ableton gang. We yeah. should start. Oh, that's Able, like Ableton. I just came up with race. a great. <laughs> I just came up with a great uh, idea for something, and oh, I'm God. not going to say it on the podcast. All right, because, fair enough. <laughs> um, you'll see it coming soon, everyone. Oh, I'll have to write that down. Mysterious. Um, but yeah, um, so you Ableton. Um, how did you get into Ableton? Because like you said, they were doing Pro Tools. At- yeah, uh, Pro Tools is the first one that I used. But yeah. um, Pro Tools is very, I find Pro Tools really good for recording. Yeah. Um, not so much mixing, I don't think. I mean, it's it's great. Real- I think realistically, it's the best thing all around. Like, it's the industry standard door. But I found it super good for recording mostly, and then mixing and mastering was kind of weird in Pro Tools. Um, I just found, uh, I think we, we started learning Ableton at uni in my third trimester. Oh, so you did learn We did learn uni, Ableton. Yeah. We learned Ableton after Pro Tools. Uh, and I remember... What else did you learn there? Did you learn um, any other DAWs? I don't think we did. Like, if you wanted to, you could you could try and teach yourself Logic. Like, Logic yeah. Pro, but... Uh, but no, like, FL or anything nah, like that? Uh, oh, it's weird, because SA is, like, really discriminatory against FL Studio. <laughs> and they're like, no FL! They literally have every other door except FL Studio. They're like, no FL! It's like, you sorry, can't produce an FL? FL? Get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just like, nah. But, um, like, yeah, we, we learned Ableton in, like, Try 3. And I remember, yeah. like, sitting there going, everything I need is just there if I need it. Like, yeah, it's drag Pro, and drop. Pro Tools is just super, like, everything's in your face, and it's so complicated. Like, click... Menus, yeah, fucking all the, all the keyboard shortcuts and shit. Like, although Ableton has heaps as well, but they're just so much more accessible, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. And like everything, it's just, yeah, that whole sidebar that Ableton has, it's like everything yeah. is there within arm's reach if you need it, but if you yeah. don't need it, that's also fine. Like, yeah. it's not just fucking, <laughs> everything is just there. Yeah, like, you yeah. know, you need to do this, you need to do that. And there's all the fucking instructions and shit. And there's, you know, even programming drums in Pro Tools and programming MIDI in Pro Tools is yeah. absolutely appalling. That's what I mean, like, writing in Pro Tools is terrible. Like, yeah. we do a lot of mixed downs in Pro Tools here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's because Johnny is, like, a Pro Tools mm. wizard. Because he did The Bachelor as well. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I definitely find Ableton's way better yeah, for writing, yeah. and mm-hmm. just, you can just chuck stuff on, like yeah, chuck think, plugins on, and then yeah, duplicate, copy. It's so easy so to just easy. copy like MIDI across mm. and then double click and go in and everything is just there if you need it. And like it's at like compared to all other doors, Ableton is just the alpha with MIDI. Everything to do with MIDI and even even live performing with MIDI instruments, Ableton yeah. is just like the king. Of all I think I think I love the it's very um the learning curve on it's very like easy. Mm. Like it's easy, it's very similar to other computer yeah, yeah. things you yeah, know like yeah. drag and drop mm-hmm. like a lot of the stuff is um very similar to like if you're not used to using a yeah. daw but you can exactly. use a computer yeah it's kind yeah. of similar it's like, like it's just it's as simple as you can get for a daw yeah like it's why I, it's why i loved it because i was like yeah. yep everything's just within arm's reach yeah. like and only if you need it you don't have to use yeah. everything like Whereas with when I when I was learning, um, all the, there might have been the teachers that I learned off at the yeah. uni for Pro Tools. Everyone, you know, they had very specific ways of doing it. Some of them specifically even like, were just like, "It's my way or the highway," kind yeah. of kind of way. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, dude, what the fuck? It's like I don't, but I even that's not a good way to teach. Yeah, it's like, it? dude. Yeah, I, I know. Like I had, I had math teachers who taught me how to do maths like that in school. It's like, no, what the fuck? Yeah, like, you can't. You can't. It's yeah. like if, it's like, mate, if you're teaching. You're telling me you're teaching a creative art, but it like there's only one way to do only it. Only one way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like my way or the highway. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Like if you don't do it my way, you shouldn't be a creative. It's like well, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, in my yeah. Life. yeah. <laughs> exactly. What if my way is better than your exactly. way? Exactly. More creative. Fun? More options. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you so you learn Ableton and that. What's what's uh what's some of your go to or what's some of the stuff that you love in Ableton. Maybe stock. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm a massive stock plugin. Like, oh, so you um, use mainly stock stuff. Yeah. Um, I've actually noticed a few people come on the podcast be like, "Yeah, mainly a stock plugin person." Oh, I know so and many people like huge artists. Yeah. Exactly. Hoodridge. Like, yeah. Know who Hoodridge is. Yeah. He's like stock Ableton. Yeah. Well, one he of he operators is main synth. Yeah. Exactly. Like you Fucking know, wildlife uses operators. Main yeah. Synth. Like, operators I, awesome. It is awesome. I'm yet still yet to get my head fully around it, but yeah, I, I think yeah. it's pretty cool. Like, yeah. um, I think. Uh, a big a big saying that I've sort of taken with me. I can't even remember where I heard it, but I've just it's always been with me. Is that it's it's not the kitchen, it's the chef. Yeah, like, yeah I like that kind yeah. of kind of thing. It's yeah, like yeah, you, know, you can have as many you know as many you know amazing knives and shit as you want, yeah. amazing, amazing pans. But if you can't cook, then what the fuck's the point? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that's, I like that. That's, that's good. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how I see it. Um, yeah. Although uh, VST wise, I think. I don't have many plugins. Um, I mean, Serum is obviously the main one, but yeah. I only just recently bought um, Fabfilter Pro L2 for as a limiter for mastering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And good. thank God for like for Fabfilter, man. Like oh, the Fab best plugins. So good. I need to get the Q3. Yeah. Because the Q2, I use that for EQing and stuff like that. But mm. apparently, like everyone I've talked to who's like used the the Q3, is just like. Just get it. Yeah, like yeah. it's amazing. Just like it's because it's, it's a dynamic a EQ. Money. Yeah, it's a you know linear like everything. Like, yeah, I'm yet yeah. to get my hands on it myself. It's just yeah. like it's so fucking expensive. But like at, at the same time, you got to like look Friday. At it. We just missed it. Yeah, we just oh, missed the sale. Everyone was like, "Dude, what are you getting for Black Friday?" And I was like, "I actually, I wish I had a written a bunch of shit down so I could have gotten stuff." For well, Black next Friday. year we'll, next we'll year. write down for next year. Yeah, yeah, I've got like I've got a list of plugins I want to get, but I'll just progressively get them. I think I look yeah. at I look at buying plugins is not a more of it's not. I think some people who don't produce music see it um, in the same way as a gamer buying games for a console. It's not the same thing. I nah. like it's very much an investment into your future as a musician. Yeah. 
So I kind of looked at looked at the price of Pearl too, and I was just like, "Fuck it, pull the trigger." Like, how much was it? Um, I think Australian, it was close to three hundred dollars. Jesus. Yeah. Um, oh, that was from one plug-in. Yeah, it was yeah. one ninety nine US. So it was yeah, yeah nearing three hundred. You didn't Australian. get it on a um on a uh. No, sale it wasn't a sale. I just bought it straight oh, out. Oh, bro. Um, <laughs> I've got Native so Instruments. Weird, I've got Native Instruments Ultimate yeah. 10 mm. from upgrading slowly yeah. over years and years. Oh, so SAE had like the whole <laughs> library for Native Instruments. Like so everything. Yeah. So good. Like if yeah. you wanted a good quality piano plug-in, you could just... Grab I got them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right there. Like, I uh, got them. Yeah, yeah. Like That's so good. Too many though. I had mm. to uninstall some. I had like mm-hmm. six pianos. Mm-hmm. I had the Giant, the Maverick, Leash keys, like the upright, like yeah. all these ones, and it's like they all sound really good. I'm just gonna choose like pick, two or three. Yeah, pick the ones you like. Two or three, yeah, and I'd install the rest. Cause yeah, that's why I don't buy massive sample packs. Is it's like, many. dude, there's so many good samples, but like, I just I'm not gonna use them all. Like, yeah, 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 that's that's just how it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you use splice much? Yeah, all the time. That's where yeah. I get most of my vocals, vocal samples from. We we're just talking about yeah, this we're just before. Talking about this. We're like, what, Someone we're, um, we're messaged me and said, "Where can I get some good vocal sample packs?" And splice. I was like, "Splice? <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe check Splice. Go check the biggest website for all music producers in the world." Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually, I had no idea what it was at first. Though. I got taught that at uni what it was, and I was like, yeah. oh, "There's no going back now. This just, yeah, this is amazing." Yeah. And it's so cheap. And, like, you can even get yeah. plugins, like, for rent-to-own. Like, I rent-to-own uh, Serum. Yeah, I own it now, but mm. I, I did rent-to-own it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, even you can rent-to-own, like, the whole, like, Neuron and Ozone package, which is Oh, really? Awesome. I've got the... I've got the... Yeah, I've got some of the... All right, I'm going to need to get yeah, Neutron. Because I just got the... Um, I just got the... Oh, um, yeah. The Isotope um, FX bundle, which is, like, all the elements or the basic versions mm. of them all um yeah. just because i wanted rx for the podcast yeah yeah so like oh, denoise oh, and God, stuff you know for post-production yeah. sort of stuff um but yeah it was usually rx elements which is what i needed yeah. it's 129 us mm. whereas this was 49 dollars us yeah and i got that rx elements Basically, all of their suite, just the element basic versions, so ozone, yep. nectar, neutron, all the, all the essentials, everything, but yeah. just just the basic version, so it doesn't yeah, have like yeah. all the real cool shit. Yeah, but that's um, all you need really. It's but hey, anyway. hey, look, next Black Friday, yeah, upgrade, pulling, yeah, yeah. Exactly. See, that's how I did. That's how I got my native instruments. Yeah, every yeah. time they had a sale on, I just upgrade. Just waiting for the sales. I got to start doing that. Sales, yeah. Oh, actually, a big disclaimer for anyone who's still listening. Is that I have obviously because I'm not I'm a very stock plugin dude. Yeah. So if I pronounce the names of plugins wrong, I heavily apologize. Oh yeah, yeah. Because no, yeah, it is neutron. It's not neutron. <laughs> I'm just a fucking shocker. <laughs> Every time I go to type it in now, like when I'm searching for an Ableton thing, mm-hmm. I always think it's for some reason I think it's N U E T R O. Yeah. But it's not. It's it's N E U. Yeah. I'm like, Fuck. Never comes up. But it's like, oh, yeah, that's really? funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, love that. Um. That package and um, neutrons, yeah, there's some good shit in there. Yeah, there's some really, there's some really good shit. Chris Royal like, was saying about how he loves his isotope. Yeah, oh, isotopes, awesome. Like, I think yeah. the one of the big ones that I used to use at uni, like, as I obviously utilized the studios a lot before I even bought Ableton. Like, yeah, people used to actually like, you know, there's a bunch of different studios for different types of like different genres of music. Yeah, um, you know, they've got a need for like all your organic. Uh, 
band recordings and like the one I used to spend all my time in was the MIDI studio where you just go in and make like bangers. Um, yeah, and yeah. I was just kind of I used to just book I used to book there like two or three times a week until like I think my my class just started like catching on to how often I was in there and they were just like oh you know the MIDI master's back over here the MIDI yeah. master and I was That's just like a name I was I like oh that. for God's sake <laughs> I was like yeah well the look MIDI I didn't have master. I didn't have my own DAW at the time so yeah. I was just like well. Looks like I'm just gonna hound the studios yeah. until I until I get Ableton, and so I did. But did you get Ableton on a student discount while you were yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. I was I gonna say was, that's the that's the business. If, yeah, it is the business. Half I got like six hundred and fifty bucks or something. I was like, yeah, yeah this is the go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got mine for man. I got it on a sale. Plus, I got a student price. I got the Ableton Ten with. I don't get why they didn't just call it Able 10. Sorry. <laughs> I had to that in there. Ah! <laughs> Gonna have to message him soon because um, I beat a test for him so I can send him emails about that. And mm. be like, why don't you just call it Able 10? I think Alison Wonderland was the first to make the joke. Ah, Alex. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, should be that. Mm. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, I think I got mine for like 400 as a student price because I oh, think it was on solid. special. But mm. I got it with um, the Max for Live as well. Oh, you got that? Nice. Yeah, I only just started getting into Max for Live recently. Yeah, so there's some, I'll, I'll show you some cool some Max for Live good plugins. stuff in Max the, for um, Live. The LFO MIDI mm. thing on Max for Live. Yeah. So good. You can like modulate any parameter in Ableton oh, with it. So Anything. Good. I need to start doing that. Yeah. So good. Um, but yeah, so um, what are we talking about? Ableton, yeah. Max for Live, you got the um the bundle and st- or you've yeah. got you've, or just I've only just started getting got plugins from Max for Live. Like or just Oh no no, so so you got the parts of Max for Live. You got Ableton. So what's some of your favorite stock stuff? Maybe creatively, because like obviously yeah, yeah. mixing, you're gonna use the EQ, the, yeah. the compressor. Oh, I love EQA. EQA is just a yeah. fucking powerhouse. But like I think um a big one for making like really grungy stuff for me is like uh overdrive. I love using overdrive. Overdrive, yeah. Um overdrive on a group. Of synths so like yeah. pair all your all your synths that like you know keep your sub separate so you know the overdrive doesn't smash your sub and make yeah, it super yeah, muddy but like uh, group all your main synths and then just put like a kind of slight overdrive on, on the whole group it just brings out a little more of the yeah, yeah. same with OTT on the group as well yeah, yeah. if you really need to I find it's a bit too much I mean OTT yeah. literally stands over the top so it's a kind of like you just see like one or two percent yeah dry wet kind yeah, of yeah, exactly. like, it's like just just why am I to, even doing this like, like, you know? even just like you know because you know Serum has um uh Serum effects as well where you can just use the effects yeah. with Serum it's like uh just the multi-band compression so just less hard OTT just just to push yeah. the highs a little bit yeah just because it's like obviously I make a lot of really deep and dark sounds but like there's, there is an extent at how deep you can go, and then yeah. you realise if you go too deep, it's sort of like, well, now I've got no high end, and, like, the, the mids are too much, and they're making it a bit too muddy. Like, trying to, yeah. like, that was my big mistake as a beginner, as I tried pushing the mids to make up for everything else, because everything was so deep. And then yeah. I realised by the time I got there, I was like, well, I, like, even if I push the highs, there's no highs in this sound. Yeah. So, like, I was like, the best I can do is throw a down sample on it, yeah. and try and make, like, a screech and turn into bloody a house version of res. Like <laughs> um, what I like to do for that is to um, saturation, man. Yeah, saturation. saturation on the mid. Yeah, and then and then once it's once you saturate it, then you put an EQ afterwards and scoop out the mid. Yeah, so you get that presence in the high without muddying the mid and the low. Yeah, true. You still get that little like thing on top that your ear catches onto. Yeah, yeah. 
Especially, I like, that. I love using um some of the presets of the um, Ashrave, actually. Like, you know, a bit yeah. warmer and, like, mid-range fatener yeah. are the, my two favourites. Because yeah. it's like, if I just need that little bit more thickness in the middle of a main sound, yeah, yeah. slap her on the group and just Oh, go. I just got, <laughs> I literally just got, and I don't know if it's still um, on special now, um, Little Radiator mm. from Sound Toys. It was, oh. It was $9. Yeah. <laughs> Super easy to use. Um, It models some old saturation or vintage tube unit mm. from the 80s or something. And, man, just that with a little bit of, like, on the heat yeah. setting thing. Oh, I've only, I only just started, I only just learned who Sound Toys were. Like, oh, mate, Sound time. Toys. So what do you even really do? Know. I don't even know if you're allowed on this podcast <laughs> anymore. Hey, sound Toys right, is... I'm, just gonna, I'm out. <laughs> sound Toys is phenomenal for creative um and like really mm-hmm. cool um yeah stuff like decapitator and tremolo oh, okay. yeah, um oh yeah, um alter boy um, yeah because i've heard the names i just didn't little, know who made them yeah like, little radiator i just heard of and got because it was so cheap like nine yeah. bucks i'm like oh i'll give it a go it's modeling yeah. an old analog you know yeah, thing from not? back in the day like give it a crack but oh man the yeah sound toys mm. if, if anyone out there's sleeping on sound toys yeah, you I need to wake up because that shit is amazing. I've only just found out they were. I was like, what the fuck? Sound Toys is amazing for creative mm. stuff too. Like, um, I should do that Chris Royal remix that I'm working on. Yeah, yeah. It's got that high synth thing at yeah, the, at the drop. Like lead, and yeah. it's, but it has that um, gating sort of thing. Yeah. That's yeah. the tremolator. Oh, right. So the tremolator nice. is like a gate, but like... It's a real cool effect kind of gate. Yeah, because I was wondering um, how you did it. I was like, do you use volume automation or like... Yeah, yeah. no, tremolator. Nice. So, um, but I actually... One of the parameters, I couldn't I couldn't change the actual, um, like, the notes, like the 8, yeah. 1 over 8 to 1 over 16, like, automation-wise. Yeah. yeah. So I actually had to the sit rate. there and click it. Oh. So I recorded to another channel. Yeah. And, like, sat there and actually, like, changed it with my, like, you know, yeah, mouse yeah. to do it. So it was like, yeah, that was like... It's like, where is the? There should be an automation like for what this. Like, yeah, yeah. I couldn't find one. So. I only, I only realized like probably. Oh, I would have been earlier in the year. I was just like, I wonder. Like, I don't. Um, I was like, I wish I could automate things in Serum. I realized I could, but I didn't know how. I didn't know how to do it. I was like, yeah. opened up the automation window and I was like, open up Serum, and then I just like, I noticed that at the corner of my eyes. Like every time I click on another in Serum, it pops up over there. Like over on the over on the track, I was like, oh man, this opens up so many so many yeah. windows. And I just like I get like massive wobbles that I make, and I just like automate the rate to get faster and slower. Yeah, yeah. And like you just make more exponential sort of sound yeah. rhythms, which is always awesome. Well, you know what you can do instead of just automating it, mm. you can get that LFO MIDI I was just telling uh, you about, and send that to that parameter. True. And so you can actually like you know, so mm. I like to use it on like the cutoff filter. Yeah, yeah. And just move it a tiny bit. Yeah, gives so it a tiny just... bit of analog feel. So if you've got like a note hitting the exact same note. It's gonna be like a little bit different yeah. cutoff filter makes it um, sound placement. More, feel more warm and human. Yeah, kind of, exactly. Yeah. More analog, I suppose. Nice. Like, like mm. that, you know, like human feel. So. Yeah, you can only you only push so far out of a digital synth to make it feel analog. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. There's only so much you can do. Have you have you done much in the analog space at uh, uni? Maybe yeah, a little bit. Yeah, uni. I used to play around with synths, but not not a lot. I kind of any cool um, synths at uh, uni? You're... Oh, they had uh, I don't know specific ones. They did have Moogs. Yeah, um, yeah, I got one there actually. Fucking hell, it's nice. Um, I uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Funny. I think it was a little bit bigger than that one. I forget. I forget which one it was specifically. Yeah. They used to have really old ones though, as well, like super old. Like, yeah, I, I can't even remember like 
how long ago they were made, but they were just big, yeah. like, box units. Yeah, yeah. And Ones where you got to play them for a bit before they get in tune. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was so cool. Play though. them and you're like, and like man, that you sounds to... really out of tune. Like, and Yeah, then... it's like if you wanted to route certain things to a place, you had to get patch cables and put them, yeah, like, in the yeah. Tree. So yeah. almost like the, um, yeah, yeah. the modular there, Super but, like, nice. yeah, yeah, with... With an actual synth, as yeah, well. it used yeah, to get yeah, really cool sort of sounds. I think I remember yeah. what, uh, the lecturer saying like one of them was actually, um, I think Dead Mouse used it one of his tunes to make like one of his main synths, and I was like, this is this. Is fucking cool. I was like, of course, Dead Mouse did though. His his studio is literally a rocket oh, ship, so it's, it's kind of like <laughs> literally like the best studio. Like, I don't, I don't know if there's like um, they need to have like um, what's that show? You know where they used to go and see famous people's houses. MTV? <laughs> yeah, MTV Cribs. Yeah. MTV Cribs. Yeah. They need that for studios. Yeah, like, yeah. That'd be dope. Could you MTV imagine that? Studio. Just, just studio porn. <laughs> <laughs> just studio oh, see, porn. Oh, I would say oral sex, but that's a label. That's a label. That's yeah, a literal yeah, label. Yeah. I already took that name. I was like, fuck. Oh, well. Actually, that's another idea we should write down. Because <laughs> that's a great... Oral sex? <laughs> no, no, no. As in the... Um, like MTV, oh, studio <laughs> MT, yeah, MTV Cribs for um for studios. Yeah, like, yeah. It's probably out there. Someone's probably already yeah, done probably. it. Yeah, probably. Damn. Um, but yeah, that'd be the ideas there. Sick. Yeah, the foundations yeah. there. That's it. Yeah. Um. So let let's talk about your new project again. Yeah. What's um, what kind of drum and bass are you guys writing? Like, because drum and bass obviously. Oh, there's a, a lot of subgenres. There's a lot of subgenres. Um, I think I'm a. I love closest? all genres, but what's closest? I think uh, first one we started making is uh, very is like sort of a heavier um, jump up sort of sort yeah. of sound. Yeah, yeah. I think it wasn't originally meant to be like that. I think it started as a mid tempo track, and then we sort of applied. It started it. as a mid tempo track. Well, it was eighty seven, and then we were like, well, like it started as you know so mid tempo like drums, yeah. and we were just like, well, no, let's put the drum and bass drums on it and see what it sounds yeah. like. And I was like, this is way cooler. We're, we're gonna make drum and bass. And we just sped it up to like 180 and just started making really fast and hard kind of jump up. Yeah. Um, and then I think all the other projects we've started, though, are more dance floory. So like future bass sounds in drum and bass. Yeah, so cool. it's a lot more like emotional, chordy, melodic sort of yeah. sounding. Um, I think Liam's, Liam's stuff normally is kind of uh, a bit more crunchier dance floor sounding yeah. stuff. I think yeah. uh, he also tries, I think he makes a bit of liquid here and there as well. Yeah. But oh, I man, think I love liquid drum. Yeah, and liquid drum and bass. I've been listening to liquid drum and bass for hours. Oh, I, like, I listen to liquid drum and bass hungover, and it's like a cure. I just like a lie yeah, there. Yeah. I'm just like, yep, smashed in liquid drum and bass. Yeah. But um, I think I think with with our duo, we're just gonna make whatever the fuck we want. Like it's yeah. more of just a fun side project thing for us. Like, cause we've yeah. both got our main solo projects as well. So um, if we're gonna make it. Like we're just gonna make whatever we feel at that point. Yeah. But I think most of um most of what we're gonna make though is probably gonna be more neurofunk and dance floor. Okay. Because yeah. whenever we mix and like perform together, it's always neurofunk. Just yeah, dropping yeah. as hard drone bass you can, smashing yeah. as many doubles as possible, and just constantly mixing at least three tracks at a time. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, dude, if you got two people, you've got four hands. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's right. You've yeah, got so many like, options. Yeah, like yeah. although at the same time, it's not it's not um as easy to be a duo as people think it is. Like you gotta be. Linked. Of course, you've got to be linked. Yeah, yeah. you've got to know what you're both doing. You just gotta, and you gotta. Think. You almost need to practice together yeah. as well. You gotta yeah. think steps ahead, and it's like uh, it's and it's like if you're not mixing, look at how they're mixing and think how you can contribute to that. It's yeah. like, well, if he doesn't have an extra hand to adjust that low end while he's bringing that in, I can do that whilst yeah. I'm also choosing another track. You know, it's like multitasking yeah, all the time. Yeah. Have That's you ever thought so about doing some live stuff? Because 
I would like to, but I'm like super scared. I'm just like, I don't know what, how the fuck any of that shit works. So I'm kind of like... Um, because yeah, the stuff, like, I don't know if you've seen some of Paul's new stuff that he's just got. Oh, I think maybe last time I was here I saw some of the stuff, but I don't know. Man, like, his setup out there is just so next level yeah, now. Yeah, so much new shit coming in though. Um, and he wants us to do a, um, like a little uh, live thing, me and Johnny. Mm. He's like, oh, you guys can just, just turn it all on when you're here during the week, like, because yeah. I'm on holidays and mm. Johnny, you know... Um, and he's like, yeah, just turn it on and, and practice. And he's like, let me know if you've got, when you have something yeah. sorted and we'll like record it and stuff. Mm. Like, oh man, we get lost out there for hours. Yeah, just like, you so know, like, like, because there's so many. Exploring the infinite abyss. Literally, yeah. yeah it, <laughs> like, it's like production. It's live production. It is. Yeah. It's literally live production. Just so bloody, it's... yeah, playing, you know, load your samples in and just like, start drumming and yeah. carry on. So we've got to, we've got to sort that out, but that's mm. pretty that's a new kind of, it's kind of daunting, but it's also like exciting. It's like, yeah. man, we could do something really cool out here. Like, yeah, it's you know? like, I would, I would love to try it, but it's like, yeah. at the same time, it's like, how could I really kind of incorporate that? How does one play house music live? Like the point is to not swing your drums, I guess, in house. It's just like, you got to have that. Oh, you got to have drum group. Oh, but you got to have the kicks, the kick and the clap or snare have got to be on the beat. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Your hi hats, your percussion. Yeah. Oh, actually, I did that. Swing the shit out of it. Swing the shit out of it. Yeah, you know? I think I had And a, side chain it, you know. Yeah, one of my new tracks I'm making actually in the second drop, like halfway through, like the hi hat switch to being like from in time to just oh, slightly off and they swing a little bit. Yeah. And then um, I also switched like like with the. <laughs> With the hi hat shifting slightly, slightly back, I also like switch the synths to triplets. So it kind of yeah. like just turns it from being a hard hitting or groovy kind of feel to more of like a stomp kind of stomp, jungle yeah, yeah. sort of sound, which is yeah. I, I really love that shit. Do you use do you use much um like of the grooves and stuff in Ableton? I ever? I, I don't that in much actually. Um, I I should I should though because I know the oh. groove pool is like a weapon. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that's yeah. Yeah. so good um especially for like i was saying like percussion and, mm. and hi-hats and stuff yeah just... i'm gonna start using it when i start experimenting with more other shit i think i want to like i just, I just want to like if i'm making music i'm not obviously i said i don't want to make like smashes all the time like i, I like yeah, to make, like, yeah chill sort of stuff from it from time to time but i'm not really going to put it out so it's like if i, I do want to try making like lo-fi lo-fi hip-hop and stuff like occasionally from time to time so if I want to, I can just sit there and, like, you know, the groove pool would be awesome for that. Just drums and oh, yeah. get your swing going and shit. Definitely. Yeah. And then you know what you do? You save all them in a folder. Yeah. And then when someone needs, like, YouTube music, podcast music. Yeah, anything, exactly. I've already got a chill house track and started. Here's this, here's this folder. If you want any of them, let me know and I'll... Yeah, we can sort Show something. me the money. We can, yeah, we can yeah. tear it up. <laughs> Show me the money. Or if you want something similar to that and I can make it for you. Show yeah. me more money. Here comes the money. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, I've actually been doing some podcast um, music for people as well. Like, just mm. because I've got the podcast and I know some of the community that does podcasting. Exactly. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'll, I can write you a tune. Or, I, needs, I have a folder like who that. Who needs royalty-free beats and I can make you royalty-free yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got, like, a folder and I'm like, oh, you can just have any of these tunes. Just yeah. put me in the show. You know, yeah, like, just, just give credits, me a credit. Give me the credits. Give yeah. me a credit. But you can just have that. Yeah. Know, like, tune. Especially so with really stuff good. you're just never going to use. It's like Yeah, AD, exactly. Yeah. And you're like, it's not a dance tune. It's not a, like, rap hip-hop tune. It's just like a chill. Yeah. It's like sweet. Yeah, mm. thing. It's like, 
uh, if I put it out or whatever, I'm, it doesn't fit my brand and I'm not going to make money from it. Yeah. So I might as well just give it to someone to use. So at least they yeah, have exactly. something. Um, mm. So I want to know about the data roaming stuff because you've talked about drum and bass and stuff. But, yeah. But your data roaming stuff, you said it's like weird experimental. Is there anything you can give us like so anyone who's like, I want to know what kind of sound, like any artists that are maybe similar or kind of, yeah, I think vibe um, you want to go with. I think for that it's still very much kind of. I'm trying. I'm trying as hard as I can to sort of steer away from the more Drezzo sounding stuff, but yeah. it still very much sounds like Drezzo. Although mm. I still, I kind of like that. I'm trying to take that and adjust it to to sound more like me and not like Drezzo. Um, I used to, I used to make stuff that sounds way more like him. Although the stuff I'm making now is a bit more grungy. So um, yeah. I think it's like a reference that would be. There's an artist called Pretense yeah. in Sydney. Um, pretty up and coming bass house sort of dude. He makes a lot more, a lot, a lot of uh, very similar sounding stuff. Yeah. Um, I think for my for my synths though, because I used to make a lot of my stuff with just basic shapes in yeah. Serum. Um, I was like, I need to start looking further than that. Because wavetables. Yeah. And stuff, I was like, yeah. I and then I you know I'd go through all the other wavetables in Serum, and I was like, there's really any any like many that I like, and I'd kind of like, all right, well, I guess I'm gonna go explore the fucking they're going to go down the rabbit hole of just all the people who create bloody wave tables and of course i come across bloody rocket powered sound because they're always about like heavy sound design and dubstep sound design and shit yeah i think one of them had like a res tutorial on how to make like one of her like you know famous wobble sounds or whatever yeah i kind of listened to it and i i couldn't care what the the sound he was making was i just remember like him opening up serum loading in this one wave table and like even like without processing or anything, as long as you tuned it down and just moved the wavetable position, there was yeah. so, I, I just saw so many possibilities, mm. and I was like, right. And then he goes, oh yeah, the link to buy like the pack that this wavetable is in is in the is in the comments. I was like, forty bucks for like one hundred and sixty wavetables, yeah, fucking bargain. Grab it, and then I find not just that, but like at least ten other ones that are all super unique, awesome. Man. And I was like oh, these are perfect. Like, yeah. And I've used them ever since. Like, Most of my new um, EP that I'm making at the moment yeah. is, um, is based around, like the sensor based around those wavetables. Yeah, dope. Yeah, I think um, my, I, have a, I have a single, first single I'm putting out on all major platforms is going to be coming out on January 1st. So that's, um, oh, it was originally going to be on the EP and then um, some, some other things came up and uh, Hayden, well, sure, um, hits me up and he goes, bro, I got this task. I need to release, I need to help an artist release a song. Um, do you have anything, like, or does anyone, like, I think he hit up our group chat first. It was like, does anyone have anything they want to release that I can help with? And I was like, yep. Because yeah. I was like, well, an EP is better when it's, like, shorter and, you know, you're yeah. going to get you're get more attention on your, on each individual track if it's shorter. Like, not, not many people actually have the attention span to sit down and listen to a whole album from start to finish these days. Oh, I wouldn't recommend like, releasing an album unless you're in a really established artist yeah, exactly. already. So I was like, I'm going to release an EP, and it's mostly, and they're mostly tunes you can play in a club. Yeah. So How many tracks? Four. Um, it was it was going to be five, but I took I took one of the ones off, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to release that early and be like, here I am, you know, like, here's a taste of what I've got coming and there's four more just like this well like that could always be that could just be the lead single from the ep yeah and the rest of the ep comes out later yeah, yeah exactly. you can always because that's what a lot of artists do they do mm. like this is the lead single like this is the yeah, main yeah. single this from the, the ep one. yeah and then the rest of the ep comes out later and it's exactly what you're mm. talking about yeah but it's you just still have it 
attached to the EP. Like, exactly. That's part of it. I think it's, um, I'm not sure if I'll be able to release it through a label because I don't know if I have time to submit them and get it back in time. But what's the, what's the date? The 16th, I think. 16th. Yeah, especially around Christmas. Yeah, it's, I was like, tough, nah, yeah. I'll just release that one independently and submit the, the Have you got it, uh, so what, um, sure Hayden, who's, he's doing yeah. his stuff over in Netherlands, mm, isn't it? I think it's Netherlands. Yeah. Um, he's been all over the He's doing his, yeah, music, um, court, music business course or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, is he going to be putting out on like all platforms for you, sorting all that out yeah, for you? Yeah, he's sorting like the distributor and yeah, all, yeah, um, cool. you know, and places he can promote it. Yeah. Like, um, I think, yeah, you know, getting and you know, sending my name out to venues and things yeah. like that. Because I'm um, pretty sure he does a lot of that for LJ as well. So um, he yeah. he knows what he's doing. Yeah. So I was like, yep, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's just hit yeah. it up. Um, just know, I just I just remember just like kind of thought about this. I was like, man, I've been name dropping a lot of people in this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right. LJ's coming on soon anyway. So yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, that's cool. But um, I, I don't really care. I think I was like, I'd I'd happy I'm happy to just kind of like you know let let people know if I'm if I get a chance to get my voice on a major platform, I'm you know like, well, look, yeah, here's the people you should also follow because yeah, names. yeah, 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 of course, yeah, and and a lot of them. Have already been on the podcast. Yeah, or they're exactly. going to be on the podcast. Yeah, it's either they um, they have been so, or are soon going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, what? Anything apart from the release coming up on the first? Yeah. Of January. Yeah. In the new up. decade. It's new Year's Day on the in the, the new, new decade. decade yeah. Just straight off the bat. Yeah. Well, I was it's having a discussion hard. with someone the other day, and they said, "Well, is it the new decade? Because is twenty twenty part of?" The next decade, or is that this decade? Was twenty twenty one the start of next decade? Because what's twenty ten? Is twenty ten part of this decade, or is that twenty part of the last, the last decade? one? I'd say the last when one. does it start? The last one started on zero, like two thousand. Yeah, like well, twenty zero zero was the start. Yeah, of the I guess so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that that's how I look at it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Twenty zero zero to twenty ten, then twenty ten. I definitely agree. Yeah. Um. So, anything else cool that you got going on? Have you got any um any gigs coming up? We can see you play uh, or anything. Not at the moment. I'm uh, just uh. Don't worry, I don't either. Yeah, I'm kind of just, <laughs> just in production mode. Yeah, pretty much. Like just kind yeah. of locking myself in the studio to try and yeah. finish all this music, and then as soon as I get this music done, then I'll then my face will be a lot more well known in the scene. I think. Yeah. I had a point where I sort of wanted to take a break from the scene as well because it just yeah. started doing my head in. Yeah. Um, just like, just the environment. Like I, like I realized that like a lot of my friends, they're like, you know, my really close friends, I don't really get to see them much unless we're in a club that's yeah. just like fully blasting music at like 80 to a hundred DB and there's just drugs and alcohol everywhere. 80 to a hundred? Jeez. That's 120. Probably. Yeah, I was going to say 80 like, to 100. That's really quite... Actually, no, 80, I was going to say 80 is like standard, isn't it? No, 80 is like... Smashing like 100, 120. Oh, I reckon most venues would be... A, like most nightclubs in Brisbane would be at least 100. Yeah, Easy. solid. You, it'd have Easy. to be Surely, yeah. Fucking... Oh, yeah, especially like the Met in Coco, just fucking rinsing. <laughs> I love it. It's fun, but I, you can't do it all the time. Like, yeah. Do you, have that, do you have if... Yeah, if I, use, um, I use ear raises that I bought from um, Store DJ. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of. I think. I think I lost a pair of them a while ago. I was like, "Shit, I'm gonna go spend another sixty bucks to get new yeah, ones." Yeah, yeah. But they did lifesavers, absolute lifesavers. Yeah, yeah. I think they reduced like fourteen dB from what you're actually listening to, which is so yeah. Good. Even if I don't have any, like, because I don't have just spilt beer everywhere oh, for shit, everyone eh? who's there. <laughs> I was um, like, "Whoa!" <laughs> even if I don't have any, I'll always um, I'll always just go to the bar and get some like earplugs yeah, from yeah, the bar because you can always yeah, they have tip to, to everyone. Them, eh? 
If it's over 98 decibels in Queensland, they have to provide you with earplugs if you ask at the bar, which yeah. is, like I said, most venues. Like yeah, it's pretty much all clubs. venues in, in Yeah, Queensland. like it's pretty pretty standard yeah, to be all venues. Definitely. Yeah. Like I've just always, if I forget them, I'm just like, shit, straight to the bar. Yeah. Bloody earplugs and probably grab a couple of drinks. Over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bit cheeky. It, yeah. I, I usually ask for a few, like a few pairs. Like, oh, can I grab like you know, five pairs? Yeah. <laughs> and I'll just go around to people I know and like, Put these up. in, like man, it's so loud. Put yeah, these in. Put these in. Yeah. And a lot of the venues you go to, you listen to it, and you're like, you have your earplugs on mm. at the front, and you're like, it just sounds like I'm in a normal club. Yeah. And like, you take them out, and you're like, oh fuck! Yeah, it's like, oh my <laughs> god! Put yeah, them back in. The high like, end just like smashes <laughs> yeah. you. Like holy shit! <laughs> I cannot put this back yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just way too much. Um, yeah, definitely. So, um, what's the I'm interested to hear about your two new projects about like aesthetics wise. Have you got have you thought that far into it? Yeah, yeah. Like um, into what your image or yeah, looks yeah. or anything will be. I definitely have thought about it for data roaming. Um I think Liam and I are still working out Excel artists properly. Um because yeah. we, we really only just kicked that off, like or had the idea and formed it like a few months ago. Um data roaming though is very much like as as I as I said, I had that experience with levels where people just sort of developed an image of me. Yeah. Like and then and then obviously from that image developed expectations. Yeah. Um, whereas this this project is very much just like, fuck all of that. Like I like I'm gonna be me and whoever whoever doesn't fuck with that can get out of here. Yeah. Like uh and the the reason I chose data roaming as a name was I I started to notice um especially around that time where I started to want to take a break from the scene is that everything on social media has to look perfect. Like everything yeah, yeah. everything is perfect. Everyone has to you know because no one wants to. No one wants to, you know, read about or, or see a photo of, you know, with your fucking, you know, ears bleeding from being in a club for too long, yeah, you know, yeah. or, or, you know, at a festival with no fucking protection. Like, or, you know, or just any random stupid photo, you know. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. some random drunken dickhead, like, smack in the face. And I, yeah, take a photo of that, put it on Instagram. Like, no one's, no one's yeah, going to post yeah. shit like that. Everything has to be, like, or even, even, like, mental health. Like, people claim to know so much about it, but yeah, they don't. Yeah. Like, and no one wants to talk about it because obviously it's not easy to listen to or talk about. Um, so for me, it was like, I don't, I don't really get around any of that. I chose it as more of like, it's a semi mockery of social media as a name. Yeah. Because it's a phone based term. Yeah. Like it's a semi Yeah. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously like, I'll show you my tunes at the end of this podcast. Yeah. I have um, like, so, like cell phone sounds incorporated throughout. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Cool. I just wanted to have that sort of aesthetic where I was just like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm just going to make fun of phones and like you know everyone's, everyone's yeah, so yeah, hooked on them and shit. modern technology yeah and stuff, that's gonna yeah. make fun of that and like you know put like every now and then like i think in some of my tracks just got like you know a little facebook message like ba-ding! like er- like that's in some way yeah track. yeah just oh, like that reminds me of in. um oh what was that tune internet friends by, yeah internet friends um, by knife party knife party yeah. yeah that was the first one that was, was the like, first time i'd heard that sort of stuff yeah yeah, yeah it's like vibrant oh, Phones in and stuff, and now like yeah. whenever I hear it in songs, I'm just like someone's phone ringing. Yeah, like I actually don't think it's part of the song now. Yeah, but I'm like, like someone's phone going. They're like, no, nah, that's part of the song. Yeah, it's part of the oh, song. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think um another big another big thing was that uh, I was actually talking to um Liam and Sebastian about this the other day, and I wanted to talk about on the podcast specifically. Yeah. Was um was that like you know I heard this uh obviously I don't listen to rap a lot. But um, a rapper I listen to a lot, if when I do, is uh, is Hobson. So yeah. I was introduced to Hobson from my cousin Alex. Shout out Alex. Um, I think a couple of years ago when mm. I first turned eighteen, or like around when I yeah, or seventeen actually, probably when around when I just got me red peas. 
Walk around blood. Yes, thank you. Another beer. Yeah. yeah. Um, walk around like you know, or just you know, roam around in my '92 Corolla, blasting hip hop. Yeah, uh, yeah. But like '92 <laughs> Corolla. Yeah. Oh, mate. The Nana Express was its nickname. The Nana Express. That was an absolute whip. Uh, but oh. um. I, I think Mate, there was 92 a... was when the best Ninja Turtles movie came in. <laughs> Just quietly, shout out to any Ninja Turtles fans out there. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, keep going. No, Sorry. yeah, so like, um, I think I, obviously this guy, like Hobson is a very um, real, emotional sort of rapper and he gets very angry when he, like, when yeah. he records and when he performs. Um, that's kind of, that's kind of his aesthetic. It's just being like dark, real and raw. Yeah. Um, but like, I think one of his lyrics, let me think, pass it down. I think it's, uh, yeah, he said, um, he said, uh, a struggle is made out to seem cool. It's not. Do you know what the fuck I've been through a lot? And that, it, that can apply to any musician. It doesn't matter if you've been through hell or if you've been through just a small amount of shit. It's that it's like, obviously people think it's really cool to go through a lot of shit because it generates dope music. But yeah. it's like, we, we don't choose to feel that way. Yeah. Like, yeah. like we, like, do you think we purposely drive ourselves into the deep on purpose? Yeah. Like to make, like to try and make cool music. Like, like the point is you don't need to feel like shit to make cool music. It helps to, yeah. <laughs> because obviously to try and relieve what you're feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, um, shit. Is it, <laughs> uh, it's not, it's not something that we enjoy. Yeah. Like that's all what I wanted to talk about is that it's like, especially with my anxiety, like it's, I like it's, it's been a massive part of what's helped me make this EP. Yeah. But it's just, um, it's not something I like feeling like I think just even like last week before, like I knew that I was going to come here and talk about this. Cause I was like, and thank God. Cause like I had three or four days where my anxiety was haywire and yeah. I was just overthinking everything. Like, cause like, I've said to you for a while, like come on the podcast. Man, yeah. And, I, chat, and I was so sort of like, you know, yeah, put it off a bit. I put it off stuff. because I get so, I, I was, my biggest fear was because like I was getting paranoid because I thought I was going to come in and go on this massive tangent about random shit yeah, and then yeah. just not be able to like actually get to talk about what I wanted to. Don't worry, I'll, yeah. we'll, we'll always pull it back. We'll yeah, pull it yeah, back, exactly. But, yeah. If I start going off on a fucking random, yeah. But um, that's, that's a big thing I wanted to talk about because I noticed that like a lot of people, a lot of people think it's actually like well, the general public think it's really cool to yeah. have that. Like to you know every every person who's famous has had a tragic backstory. So yeah. that's like I think no, it sucks. It, it sucks. It's it not sucks. Cool. You're like, only dude, seeing the good thing that comes out of yeah, it. Yeah, like a lot of but people are so used to seeing the final product. You don't yeah. see the fucking process that goes into it. Yeah. And not even that's not even just with music. It's with building as a person. Yeah, like it. It's very much like you can't you can't fake that shit. And it's not it's not easy to go through. And it's not fun. Like we, like some of us have gone through a lot more shit, some more than others. Yeah. But either way, it's still, we all, we all still, you know, sort of, sort of sit under the same roof of, yeah, yeah, this is our problem as musicians, I guess. Yeah. But, and it really, like, mm. to be honest, that, that relates to all other things as well, you know, mm. an athlete, you see him win the, the premiership. Yeah. You didn't see them when they were 14 and their leg got broken and they, in the, yeah, in they the scrum, to, you know, or yeah, something like that. Built out training you didn't see them have to morning. do rehab for six months when they broke their leg when they were 14 yeah, yeah. to get, you know, and then eventually get to get winning to that are. premiership. I think I saw, I saw a photo, like someone put on social media a while ago, and it was like a photo from the back of the DJ booth, like at a festival. So like this giant crowd full of people, you know, DJ arms with arms up in the air, you know, yeah. you know, classic photo. Um, crowd peak and I was like this is like this is what people see and then it was like this is what people yeah. don't see and under the photo is it's just like it's just like hours in the studio 
being unhappy with yourself, rejection, yeah. trying to get gigs, failing, finally getting one gig, feeling happy for a minute, more rejection, back in the studio, you know, and like it yeah. just, and the cycle repeats. And I'm just like, I want people to know that it's like, it's not as easy as you think it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. even the, even the, um, like producing in the studio. Yeah. Oh, you, like, like you see, at a club, you see this new song played and it's like, this is amazing. This mm-hmm. is awesome. Such a banger. But, that person might have spent a year on that song. Yeah. It might have sounded really terrible at some times and they were like, oh, this sounds so shit. Like, yeah. But maybe that eventually births what the final product is. Yeah. I mean, I know for a fact you know? that one of the tracks on my EP, I spent, I started um, back in my second, yeah, my second year of uni. Like, so last year, it's probably over a, a year old now. It's just, and it's gone through so much transformation to yeah. get to where it is now. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. If you're a music producer... Do not ever think that when you start a track and you think it's a dope idea, don't ever expect that it's going to sound like that when it's done. It will sound yeah. nothing like that when it's done. Yeah. It's it's going to sound dope in the end. You know it will, but it's not going to sound like how it did when it started. Yeah. It never will. <laughs> I think and that's my, a good thing. <laughs> I think my first release that was on Chris Rose's label, mm. that was about two, two and a half years in the making. Yeah. Because it started as a remix for a friend. Mm-hmm. Didn't end up releasing yeah, just it. Yeah, like, oh, well. Mm. Pulled the project up again, you know, a couple months later. Mm-hmm. Started working on it again as a diff, you know, as an original. Yeah. And then eventually it just sat there for a couple of months after that. And then I was like, this is really cool. I should get a vocal on it. Yeah. And so I like tried to find some people I could like send it to on that. Found someone, sent it to them, sent the vocal back, yeah. mixed the vocal in, like sorted it, it all yeah. out, like rearranged process, it, man. everything. It took two and a half years, man, yeah. from when I first came up with that concept to releasing it on the label two yeah. and a half years yeah. and people don't think oh a song yeah. would take two and a half years to make but sometimes it does yeah sometimes you know? it really does I mean, yeah. you can i can smash a song out in two weeks but some of them take two years yeah yeah yeah, yeah. some of them like in a day you're like i've got most of it down I just yeah like mix if, it down. if i make like a flip of a song it's like it takes me two days oh, two yeah days. that's it's easy like well you got flip. the master already yeah, yeah. but like you know or even a bootleg it takes me like one week like, if you really got the idea there, and yeah. you just start fucking blaring into it, yeah. then it's like, cool, but originals are harder because you've got nothing to start with. Yeah. Like, you kind of, like, I watch um I watch movies sometimes, and I kind of, I actually pay, obviously, cause I'm going through The Bachelor of Audio ruins a lot of creative media, because you yeah, kind of like, yeah. I can never listen to music the same, and I can never watch a movie the same way. But I, you've done all the you yeah, know the background. Yeah. Like, oh man, they really they really did this here on this. Yeah. They really played off this exactly. Well, it's like here. you know, it's like oh, especially when you're sitting there and you're listening to like five one surround sound and just like oh, the explosion went off over there at the corner. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but like um, it's it's I I listen to movie like you know listen to audio from movies what you know and I watch them and I'm kind of like oh, and I'm listening to see if there's any background ambience or bleed or whatever they've put in like to fill space in the scene because if, yeah. if, if there's just dialogue even just for a second it's like i can use that like because there's nothing else there yeah, like yeah, dirtying yeah. that dirtying that recording up like there's especially like old movies like from ages ago like you know there's really old dialogue samples you get like i've, yeah, got, I've yeah. got a few of those and if you want my tracks yeah. just because like they didn't have the kind of the knowledge they had now to fill space in scenes yeah. there's a lot of scenes where it's just dialogue just vocals yeah and like the only ambience you have is just like the, the noise that came out of the mics when they recorded it. So yeah. it's really warm, natural 
yeah, sound. yeah. It's, so like it's like it was I just made in a studio, straight into some music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can just use that, and you can, and some of that ambience from the mics kind of sounds cool. Like mm. you might have like the crackles or the pops or the hiss or whatever the background noise is, yeah. kind of adds to the character of the sound. But yeah, and and when you hear it, you're like, oh, that's from something old. Yeah, you know, like you hear yeah, it, and you go, that's that an old recording. Oh, yeah. actually, I saw a, a video on um on TikTok. Funnily enough, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't go on TikTok a lot, but there's some. There are some pretty good ones in there. It's like all about find the diamonds in the rough on that platform. But there was one. Yeah. Um, the music producer made one, and he was like, uh, talking about lo-fi, and he's like, "Bro, listen, to this beat I made like sort of plays it." And he goes, yeah, this is really cool. I just, I just think uh, some 1930s dialogue would sound cool over the top. He's like, he's like, what do you mean? And he's sitting there and he just starts like acting out what it would sound like. <laughs> he's just yeah, like, well, yeah. you know, I love you, darling, don't you? He's like, yeah. and he goes, yeah, that would be cool for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why, but it'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just to get it in there. Yeah, yeah. just that that nostalgia or that Make like it all emotional and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, so um, man. Is there anything else? Because you said you you had stuff you want to talk about. Is that is there anything else you want to talk about that we haven't touched on? I think I think just subconsciously I've gone through it all. I just subconsciously, yeah. I'm yeah. Glad it was like that's what happens that's in this it. podcast. Yeah, like it usually like, we just get on tangents and talk about stuff. Yeah. And I wrote um, it down, but then I was like, no, I'm just gonna wing it. And then um, yeah, I yeah. was like, you know what? I actually just wanted to talking about everything I wanted to anyway. Yeah, so, cool. Like, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's sick. It's way better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, where can we find you? Um, obviously. When you release your stuff or your first track on the first yeah. of the first of the next decade, yeah. I'll um I'll definitely share it and pump it out for That's everyone. Awesome. But where can we find you on the socials? Do you have a yeah social um, media thing for like the data tag. roaming yet? Um, I'm making one, so I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, by the time this podcast is out, it'll probably it'll probably be out. like when I are you making it? Oh, I have some already made. Like my Instagram handle is um is at data dot roaming. Yeah. So uh at d a t a dot R-O-A-M-I-N-G. Yeah. Um, and that'll probably be the same for the Facebook page and stuff as well. I haven't yeah, made cool. that one yet. But it will be it will be up and made by the time this, yeah, this, cool. this is out. Yeah, cool. Because I'm probably going to put this out this week. Fuck. <laughs> so as long as your Instagram's up on that, we'll... Yeah, we'll, no, I'll we'll have it up. I've already got the account there. I just need to, like, actually switch the users, which, I, which I'll which i do, like, probably tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. I'm when, just getting super tomorrow keen, Tomorrow when I release the episode. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, getting, I'm getting super keen. Like, I'm just yeah, kind of yeah, like, cool. well, you know what? We well, should, should be. We should be keen. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, yeah, Instagram will be... is already up and made, so I'll, yeah. I'll actually probably make the switch tonight when I, by the time I get home. <laughs> tonight, tonight before, could, before could you be release tomorrow, it. but let's be honest, I'll forget tomorrow because I'll be think, thinking about music and other random bullshit yeah. <laughs> that I always think about. Yeah, cool. Well, um, yeah, everyone definitely get out there and, um, I mean, I'm keen to, to see what your new yeah. project's about, so it's keen to be, check it it's out. It's going to be awesome. Super um, keen. Now, so, um, yeah, I guess that's it for now, man. i got to clean up this beer. Yeah, true. It's like oh, a puddle all on the ground. <laughs> There's a puddle of beer on the ground where I spilt my beer, so... Oh, I- um, I'm actually like low key panic because it like I saw it yeah, fly yeah. out of the bottle. Yeah, like, it, di- it didn't land on any equipment, so <laughs> it's all good. Well, man, thanks for coming in. Um, like I said, I've wanted to get you in for a while because you've been a big supporter of me, the podcast, and gigs and all that kind of stuff. So oh, yeah. much love to you. When, kind of um, what, who I've become and who I'm happy being. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. I've, yeah, I've, awesome. I've, I've had a lot of fun being on. So yeah, awesome. Well, um, yeah, yeah get out and check. Uh, check out Data Roaming, yeah, which is the man. new the new alias and the new name, and XL uh, XL Artist. So XL dash T I S T S. Oh, I like that. I like that. X- so yeah, XL. XL like and you guys will yeah. have socials up for that. Uh yeah, yeah. pretty soon. Um, I don't know if we have them up just yet. I'm gonna talk to Liam tomorrow. I'll see him tomorrow. So 
we'll get that yeah, yeah, definitely go and check that out as well. So, um, yeah, cheers for coming in, man. Yeah, cheers. All right, let's, uh, let's listen to a few of those tunes. Yeah, fucking oath. Let's go. Well, there we go, guys. Another episode in the bag. Thanks to Lucas for coming on. Really excited. Um, we listened to some of the tunes after the podcast. Some really cool stuff that he's got going on, um, both with the drum and bass project and his a bit more experimental sort of uh, bass housey sort of sounds. So make sure you check out some of his tunes when they come out. Make sure you definitely support the tune that comes out on the 1st of January 2020. That one should be a really cool one. Um, I got to have a listen. So make sure you keep your ears out for that one. Make sure you follow Data Roaming on all his socials. So it's D-A-T-A underscore R-O-A-M-I-N-G. So Data underscore Roaming. You can find him on Instagram and he should have all his other socials up and running soon. So just make sure you look for Data Roaming on all platforms. Make sure you're following me at Boy King Kui on everything. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, I've got a website up now. Bang, we've got the website. Um, so... I now own uh, abeerwith.com or www.abeerwith.com. So make sure you check out that website. If you're sort of saying to anyone, oh, go check out the podcast, um, all you got to do is tell them to go to abeerwith.com. They can find that super easy. And yeah, we'll be able to check out all the episodes. And it's got a little bit about the podcast and me. So make sure you check out that website. Um, let us know what you think as well. Make sure you subscribe, like, share, rate, review. There's been some really cool ratings and reviews come in. I really do appreciate you guys taking your time to do that. It uh, really helps out the podcast and helps me um, to sort of, you know, get, get the podcast out there to more people. So keep it up, guys. Okay, guys, that's it for this one. Um, I'm on holidays now, so I am in crazy podcast and music mode. Um, I'm going to be recording lots of podcasts with some really cool guests for you guys. So make sure you stay tuned. Um, there'll be plenty of new cool podcasts coming out in the next few weeks and further into the new year. So, uh, yeah, thanks, guys. All right, make sure you're having a great day or night wherever you are, and I'll see you guys soon for the next episode.